Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another installment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Testament. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment of classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout all of those chompy chompy piranha films has been Alison Holland. Hello! Katie Watson. <laughs> Hi! We did it! The end of another series. We have, of course, a wrap-up next week, but this is it. The last film. Five movies. Is everyone relieved? Yes. <laughs> Tears of sadness. Because I just would be afraid of where else this would go. Yeah. Well, if it was allowed to continue on, we'll get there in our wrap up of predictions. I don't (laughs) know if anyone's ever thought about that. There's the real uh, Huck Finn story. There is technically (laughs) a raft in this week's film. So uh, (laughs) excited to get to it. If you're new to us, hello, welcome. Please patch on out to wegeeks.com, wearegeeks.com, where you can go to our social medias, we are geeks on Twitter, on the Instagram. Not much happens on Instagram, not much happens on Twitter, but it'll let you know when a podcast goes up and then you can go on out to that on your iTunes, on your BlackBerry, on your podcast apps, on your Macintosh computers, on your... Is there anything else? No, it's your, Probably on your PSPs. Yeah, on your PSPs, your light phones. I just got a light phone too. Very cool. Love it. Haven't even <laughs> used it yet. Same um, as those first, first ones. One. <laughs> There's just a pile of them in our in your office now. But this one, I believe, I can do texting, so I'm gradually becoming a normal phone. But I know smaller. exactly. Isn't that and what you liked about computer. the first one that you could only do one thing on it? So I know, but Al doesn't actually talk on the phone, so that phone doesn't Correct. work for him. But it's not for talking; it's for emergencies. But do you have this it on you at to, all times? This one I will. I'm going to set this one up. I've actually bought Didn't a SIM card. Take I'm it paying out of for the, the tariff. It's because we didn't have time. We're going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm You'll so glad see. you haven't You'll experienced an emergency. See. Yeah, to be fair, I rarely experience emergencies, but which is I'm very thankful for. Because <laughs> you don't have your life phone on you. But the life phone, so life phone 2 is trying to bridge that gap a little bit more where they're starting to like, okay, some people are like, okay, look, I don't want to be hassled by social medias and prompts and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and people texting me all the time and WhatsApp and blah, blah, blah. But I do want to be able to send like maybe a text to yeah my partner or my mother or whatever. And I think maybe they put a very basic form of like a compass in there or something like that to help. I'll boot it up. I'll let us, I'll fill you in next week. <laughs> Because that's what people are here for. Right. To hear about the, the kickstarted <laughs> light mm-hmm. phone. If you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, Google light phone. There's nice little videos. Yeah, you can Google <laughs> it on your phone that does that more. That is not a light phone. <laughs> that is not I a light phone. I also have a not a light phone. It's for when you want to get away from the stresses of modern life. Which in Al's life is never because he hasn't used it. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> All right. I'm going to enjoy talking about Piranha 3 Double D with you. You, Ali, as long as possible. Just going to draw this episode out from 2012. No, hang on. I didn't get through my rigmarole. Yes, on iTunes, please do subscribe. Please do rate us. It makes a huge difference because we do this all for free because we're crazy people. We don't do patrons. We don't do banner ads. And by the love of God, we're not going to try and sell you any hamster water bottles. 
hamster water bottles. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what everyone Hamsters have to stay hydrated now. too. It's kind of what everyone drinks from. If everyone just takes these nice water bottles they walk around with now and, and hangs them upside down, it's hamster water bottle. Mine's not a hamster. It's just like a twist cap. You haven't got the little nozzle? No. Which I'm kind of jealous of a lot because I tend to spill this one down me. It's nice for when you're driving to have the nozzle. Yeah, exactly. A hamster's like the apex of evolution because basically all they do is work out on their wheel and hydrate. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) But they're still fat and fluffy, which I like about them. (laughs) Surprising. What was the thing we just saw? Was something? Was that at the art gallery we just at? There was like a weird creature. Forget it. Doesn't matter. I think you're thinking of the cute. first piranha film. Oh right, <laughs> when you walk creature. into the office. Oh, no. was that someone just did an Insta story of their cat putting their oh, right. their paw into their udon noodle bowl and like was licking the soup, and then there's this beautiful moment where you see it pause as it thinks and it goes, "Yeah, that's pretty good," and then goes back in and takes a full noodle and just starts <laughs> slurping it out of the bowl. So yeah, if you don't want to be sold hamster bottles, then subscribe and rate us. It helps us out a whole damn bunch. Prada 3DD from 2012. It gets a 3.7 out of 10 on the IMDb's. Allie's got a smug grin on her face. She's like, that's right. I fucking I made 20 accounts. Downvoted this son of a bitch. We're going to be talking about that today. It is our last film out of our five Prada films. We didn't do, what was it, Mega Prana or... Piranha Conda or whatever. Piranha Conda. There's so many hybrids. Yeah. There are. There are. No, we don't do we don't do mating like crossbreed. We fish do films. full breed. Full bread Piranhas. only. <laughs> yeah. None of this mixed coupling. Blue blood. We do not well, support. Say, there's potentially not all full bread in this film. <laughs> we'll get no there. bastard piranhas. Before we get into the movies, though, guys, we do like to look at the landscape that was. It's only 2012, not too long ago. Katie Watson, I believe you have the worldwide box office. I have the numbers. My goodness. Number 10, we're coming in hot with Men in Black Trace. Because that (laughs) means you don't like number 11. Uh, Number 11 was Life of Pi, which was fine. Mm. I mean, everyone thought it was just the best thing ever, but it was pretty. It was fine. Had a tiger in it (laughs) like that. Number nine, The Hunger Games. Pretty great film. The first one. Yeah, very first one. I like this one. I think the second Uh, one's better. Number eight, Madagascar 3. Lots of threes in this list. Uh, Europe's Most Wanted. I never saw past the first one of these. I think I did Mm. either. Yeah. Number seven, The Amazing Spider-Man. Woo! Yay! Yay! I do. I do. I have a soft spot for half of this movie. The ending is not great. But Andrew Garfield, love him. Gotta love him. Love I saw him. a guy today in London that looked pretty similar to Andrew Garfield. He had what? that kind of same magical smug face. But like it's charming but smug. He's well, a you point him out to me. I would have kidnapped him. He he like went really fast. Oh, <laughs> just like the real Andrew Garfield. I know. So exactly. <laughs> Number six, we have the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part Two. <laughs> too long of a title. Tell you what. Number five, Ice Age, Continental Drift. Again, I didn't see past the first one of these. Same. So, cannot I'm help sure you. A couple. Are they still making them? I don't know. Maybe this is the last I one. I think they are. I know it had a, a like a, a cartoon series at one point as well. Right. Um, that makes sense. Number four, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Oh, wow. That was still going. That was longer ago than it feels, wasn't it? But yeah. All right. I never saw the last two of these. One day I will just because why not? Life is short. I never watched the Hobbit iteration. I watched all of the Lord of the Rings things, but never the Hobbit. I think it's because it was the only one of the books that I read 
as a kid. So I was afraid of actually watching the films. So didn't Haruka who watch, loves them? Yeah, but not not the films. Mm, right, the books. I, I don't think, yeah. I just want to watch Topher Grace's cut where he cut it the all three films into just what the book is. That's right. it. Which, you know, someone who knows him. It's like so OG, I might, I might see. I would pay good money. I would pay good money just to watch that cut. Apparently he does it to a lot of films, not just that. That's what he does often. Gotta have things. a hobby. That's what he does TV, with his yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I tried it on uh, The Last Jedi, but I got, I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, we have The Dark Knight Rises. Excellent film. Yes. Yeah, underrated. Number two, Skyfall, also excellent. Also I underrated. Highly... People hate that movie. I oh, no, love no, sorry. Skyfall is the one people love. Sorry. I was yeah. thinking Quantum of Solace. But I think Quantum, Quantum of Solace, Solace is underrated is as well. Yeah. And number one, of course, is The Avengers. Oh, bah, back bah, when it's bah. hammy. Hard to go back to. I was just having this conversation with someone about this the other day. After Infinity War and Endgame, it's very hard to go back to the first Avengers and see that as like the big monumentous thing it was of, oh my God, four characters together in the same room. Right. <laughs> and now it's like 65 <laughs> characters together in the same room. Well, it topped out Skyfall by over 400 million that year. So wow. it was that much ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. It was one, one and a half billion was the worldwide there you go katie thank you illuminating as always allison anytime you got them spookies i do have the spookies the first one on the list is bait shark movie uh that's the one with the tsunami that brings in sharks into a supermarket in australia they're hungry they gotta go to a supermarket they know what they're doing too guys they got their coupons yeah next one is the battery (laughs) Good talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Moving on. The battery is very low budget, a little mumblecore kind of zombie movie. It's actually it's actually pretty good. It's got a great great poster. The we got we have lots of bees on this list. The next one is the bay. Uh the bay is from the director of fuck, what's it oh I've forgotten his name. It's a found footage film. It's it's not as good as it could have been, but it's all right. Isn't that one also shark? No. Oh. No, you're thinking of the shallows. Uh, the Bay Sound. So I need to know the director is now. I've forgotten his name. Barry Levinson. Yeah, that's him. He's the guy who did Another Rain. B. And Barry did the B. Bay. It was the guy who directed Rain Man. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now do found footage. That's what the world's come to. <laughs> uh, next on the list, we have Bigfoot, The Lost Coast Tapes. Is this also found footage? It is. And it's actually pretty good. That's maybe my favorite Bigfoot found footage film. Hmm. Willow Creek's pretty good, too. As Justin Law knows, Bigfoot exists. So these are actual, these aren't films. These are actual tapes that were found and assembled. Okay. Well, they're tapes of Alexander Chard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be clear, <laughs> he is. We also know. He, he is, is the Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next on the list, I think I may actually have seen this one, not for a podcast. <laughs> is Holy shit. But I actually, I, maybe the name just sounds familiar. I need to look it up or you can tell me about it. The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yes. Yeah. You've probably seen it. It's got Thor in it. I've heard no, of him. Really. I'm trying to remember. I, I feel like this is one. I know Thor. <laughs> I think I maybe Thor. I saw this with my sister at some point in high school. Cameron Woods was yeah, it was one of the biggest horror films of recent times that managed to like break out and and the general public was seeing it. So it is funny as well as spooky. Stretched yeah, by Drew Goddard. Yeah, Drew Goddard who did he went on to well no before that wasn't it? He did the remake of Let Me In. 
Didn't he? No, sorry, that's the other guy. Drew Goddard's the one who did Bad Times at the El Roy- uh, at the El Royale. Oh, it was sort of fantastic right. first last year. Right. This was actually his first feature. Oh, I didn't realize that. But it's Josh Whedon wrote it. So, you know, it, it got quite a lot of publicity because Avengers was out and Josh Whedon had written this film. So it was, yeah. So I think it's a really good film. I don't think it's quite as good people say it is, but it is a really good film. And the ending's fucking cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Maybe I will rewatch it. Uh, next on the list is Chernobyl Diaries. More fan footage. It's all right. Not the worst. Not the best. We also had The Collection. There's a second in what is now a trilogy. Uh, there's a new one just coming called The Collected, I think. The original was called The Collector and is not to be confused with the book. Mm. Right. We've definitely had this same conversation last time we did this list for a film that we yep. will get to. <laughs> this is a good name, Grabbers. Oh, that one's great. I like yeah, this Grabbers one. is cool. That's an it's Irish. It's really funny horror comedy mm. that's got some sort of uh cthulhu type creatures in it tentacle porn stuff it's pretty fun yep mm. lots of homer uh sorry lots of homer lots of humor and Homa, horror Homa. i was gonna say homer <laughs> <laughs> grave encounters 2 also came out this year they're pretty good grave encounters 1 and 2 are good fun found footage as well the sensing a theme the lords of salem rob zombie Oh, boy. Lots of people I know who listen to our podcast love this movie, so I'm going to piss them off. I hate it. <laughs> but it's mostly because the lead in it is Sherry Moon Zombie, and I oh, fucking I just cannot stand her. Cannot stand her at all. I appreciate this is maybe her least offensive in some ways, but ugh, no, I just don't like this film. You'd think so. someone who'd been in so many films would at some point like develop some talent. <laughs> well. Just a thought. Now that we've lost all of our listenership, I'm going to keep <laughs> reading our list. Our Next. Hey, that's Bye, what guys. You, yeah. can, like, if that's what it takes, you know, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You can email your gripes to fuck you at weirdgeeks.com. <laughs> you really can. Sure. I think people it's think we're joking. It's a real email. I don't no, know why nobody emails us there yet. I know. No one emails us. Send and us honestly, a fuck you are, email. That's why we made it. recently going up. I won't say who, but one of the members of our team recently got cast in something with an email that was attached saying, hey, I love listening to you on the We A Geek show. <laughs> so we know people are listening. Send us Fucking an email. Us. We say a lot you know, of the even things. Even those that- emails that you want to send to your boss or friend that are, you're just like, I wish I could yeah, press send on this. Free. Just send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll it's review like, it. Send, it and- send it back and be like, this is the version you should send. Yeah. Katie, tell Joe how much you hate Season of Witch again. Maybe that'll get an email going. Joe, it's just honestly the worst film. <laughs> I don't. I would rather everyone watch Piranha Double D than go and watch Season of the Witch. <laughs> oh, we'll get we'll get there. And we were just uh, at Fright Fest in here in London for their Halloween thing, and somebody in one of the films they talked about how much they loved Season of the Witch, and I think well, someone else said been... how much they didn't like it as well. Though, so it was like a well, no, of... he he said in the film they were making a joke about it and saying like, oh, between you know, how do you feel about Halloween one, five or something like that? And he's like, only one through three are canon. And he's like, well, yeah, besides season of the witch. And the other guy was like, I beg to differ or something like that. And there was either booing or cheering from the crowd, and I was on the booing side, <laughs> can be sure. And I think the people right next to me were cheering, and we then split apart. A little bit more physically, so it was fine. People can go back to our Season of the Witch episode to hear your feelings in full. And ours, me and Ali were on that, and Justin. Four people's opinions. Uh, Surely one of them loves Season of the Witch. Go and find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Lovely Molly. More. It's more found footage. I don't want to tell you. Well, sort of. It's actually from one of the creators of the Blair Witch Project. 
Um, there's actually it's half film. There's some found footage in it. I believe that's the way around. It's it's all right. Well, we do have more found footage coming up on the list, so hang in there. But next we have Maniac. <laughs> it might be found footage. I don't know. I've never heard of it. No, Maniac is not. That's a remake okay. <laughs> uh, actually produced by Alexandra Azure, who did last week's film. Mm-hmm. And it's really fucking good. It's starring Elijah Wood and the whole film is told in first person. Um, so it it's all through good. the eyes, through Elijah Wood's eyeballs. Oh, Elijah. So while he's starring in it, he's not in it much unless he's looking in a mirror. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's a really good film. It's just to be like Elijah Wood as played by a camera. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually a a red dragon. (laughs) Yep. Next up, this is a found footage, Paranormal Activity 4. It is, and we will get to them, and Alex is salivating. He wanted us to be doing that next, but it's spoilers. That's not what we're doing next. (laughs) We were just talking about how much we loved these uh, the other night, post Fright Fest. Yep. Number three. And which ones were our favorites? Hey, no spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's just fact. Everyone it's knows. so good. You should totally go watch it. <laughs> Next up, this is the one that we have done on this list that we had the same conversation earlier. Rec 3, Genesis. So if you like to compare and contrast, go back to our episode Rec 3 and <laughs> You can hear us have the same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Which one went on for longer? I didn't talk about cats with noodles, so you're getting that extra this That's time. That's fair. You're Lucky. welcome. Silent Hill Revelation. Yeah, I, every time I go back to this, hoping it will be good because I love Silent Hill so badly and I would just want more good Silent Hill films. It's really not. Not a revelation. There's, there's one good scene. There's one good scene, actually. Uh, another Silent House. Yeah, this is, um, it's not technically found footage, but it's like a single shot horror film mm. that was actually like, it was, I forgot what country it originally came from and it got remade by America the same year the original came out. So it's, they're two almost identical films. <laughs> it's very strange. The third silent on this list is Silent Night. Mm. We've, we've done it. We have. I on have the not. Old you all 80s have. The old 80s versus slashes. Yeah, me, Kate, versus. and Shannon. Versus. Um, That's what happened on that show, by the way. Alan, a lot. <laughs> we just kept saying, Excellent. versus. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll listen. <laughs> uh, second to last on this list is Sinister. Oh, I, I mean, so. we'll do that one if they ever make more. They only made two of them. The first one's got Ethan Hawke in it, who you love, Ali, from The Purge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is what people about know about before me. Before Sunrise. <laughs> and it's all about The Purge. Right. Last movie on the list of 2012 is VHS. Nice. More found footage. More anthology. found footage. It's good. It's good anthology. I don't. I hate anthology films. I saw one called Scare Package at Fry Fest, and I really actually enjoyed that, although it was way too long. Uh, very funny, particularly the first it half. It was really funny, yeah. But VHS is also good. Less funny, more spooks. Thank you, Ali. Uh, so what we're getting from that, fucking shit ton of found footage. That's what's happening in 2012. That's what's in vogue. So you know what? Let's get some large breasts and amphibious things <laughs> into that list. <laughs> exactly. Directed. By John Gulliger. Now, this guy directed the Feast trilogy, which if uh, that was actually came out of Project Greenlight. Do you remember that in America, that TV show? No. Mm-mm. No? Was, no, it was quite a big deal. Fuck, it was put together by a whole bunch of people. I think Ben Affleck was one of the people. But yeah, they were trying to find like n- new directors, new filmmakers, and then they would fund the film and all this stuff. And they made Feast out of it. And it's actually a fun, schlocky 
midnight horror sort of comedy. The other two were not very good. But the guy also then directed Children of the Corn Runaway. So sadly, his career hasn't gone where it might have. Written by Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan. These guys did the Feast trilogy. They also did what we just talked about, the Collector trilogy, and actually directed the last two of those. And they wrote Saw 4, Saw 5, Saw 6, and Saw 7. They did the recent scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, nice. Um, so a lot of sort of, you know, money makers, but just very much we're just making horror films that aren't that great. You know, not highbrow horror, uh, not not legendary horror or anything. However, I was unsurprised to see they have written a film called Halloween Retold, which I was like, hang on, is this the third Halloween film in this new trilogy and these fuckers are writing it? Nope. It's a weird feature length fan film. <laughs> which is like, why are they writing a Halloween fan film? Uh, but apparently they have. So that'll be interesting. Maybe we'll have to review it for our Halloween show. No. By the way, we're returning for our Halloween show in 2022. That's when, is it 2022, I think? That's when they announced it. No, 2021. They just wrapped filming the second Halloween. And then they announced when the films are coming out. They're going to have a whole year of editing? Yeah, that is surprising. As I said that, I'm like, maybe they actually announced when the third one's coming out. And I'm thinking of that. Anyway. Mm. See you then. Yeah, we'll see you whenever. (laughs) Joel Swison also wrote this because you need more writers for this movie. He wrote Mimic 2, which I'm actually, uh, I really like that movie. He wrote Dracula 2001 and the sequels to that. He wrote Pulse 2 and 3, which were these remakes of films called Cairo in Japan. He wrote Hollow Man 2. He wrote Children of the Corn Genesis, Children of the Corn Runaway. And Katie, we know this guy. He wrote Hellraiser Hellworld. Ooh, that is all making sense. Coffins. (laughs) Coffins. <laughs> oh, all coming goodness. together now. Weird sexual phone calls. Yeah. I'll raise a hell well. <laughs> Weird DP. pun lines. Oh my God, yes. DP by Alex Lemon. He DP Children of the Corn Genesis. Or it might be Lehman. I don't know. It's L E H M A N N. So I say Lemon. <laughs> I like Lemon <laughs> yeah, better. It's probably Lehman. Yeah, he has also worked on the Children of the Corn film. I hope we never get to that series because woo, <laughs> there's a lot of them and they're not good. What surprised me, because he's done a lot of crap, this DP, he DP'd Blue Jay. Do you remember that film everyone loved? That drama, romance? No. It sounds really familiar, but I don't remember the premise You guys of it. definitely know it. It's, hang on, let me check. Could I get my actors muddled up for these, this film? Blue Jay was the one I that know blue was is the warmest with color. Mark Duplass and Sarah Paulson. Oh, yes. Hmm. I remember? do know this one. Yes, I do. When they're meeting by chance, when they return to their tiny Californian yeah. home, two former high school yeah. sweethearts reflect on their shared past and they're just chatting. Yeah. He DP'd yeah. that. It's good. This guy. This guy. <sighs> Music by Elia Simmeral. Simmeral. Mm. He's got not enough vowels, so it's confusing. <laughs> he did music for Stigmata, if you remember that film. He did They, which I used to quite like, actually. He did That's Wrong good. Turn 1, Species 3. Uh, Splinter, which people should watch, that's a cool film. And Spec Ops The Line, the video game, which is a very lauded video game, actually. And he also did the Pulse trilogy. So he's worked with some of these people as well. So a lot of these people have been working on the same things. There is a reason for that, by the way, that we didn't mention last week, and I'll say why in a minute. Starring Daniel Panabaker as Maddie. She's in Friday the 13th, the Michael Bay remake. She's in a lot of the Flash TV show, quite a lot of Arrow, and I'm going to be getting to with Haruka and Christina one day when we finally do a Romero Living Dead remakes because we did The Crazies and she's in the remake of The Crazies with Timothy Ollie Fantastic. Yeah. Matt Bush is Barry. He's from Adventureland, Halloween 2, so we've all covered him before. Uh, and the, go- well, Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie one. And that TV show, The Goldbergs, that I hear people talk about. 
Katrina Bowden as Shelby from 30 Rock, The Bold and the Beautiful. A lot of The Bold and the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. One of the greatest horror comedies of all time. And she's great in that film. Jean-Luc Bilodeau as Josh. He was in Trick or, Trick or Treat, which I know a lot of horror fans love. I think it's fine. And David Kochner. Is that your name? Kochner? I don't know his name. Kochner. The yeah. dude from Kochner. Anchorman. I never know his name. I just always see him and I'm Ke- like, hey, it's the dude from Anchorman. <laughs> yeah. I always think it's Ketchner because it has a C-O-E-C-H. Yeah, you might be right. So David Ketchner. Let's say them all. As Chet. Who is, yeah, dude from Anchorman, as well yeah. as dude from Get Smart, Thank You for Smoking, which I forgot that film existed. I quite like that. The Goldbergs as well. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. He's in The Office, the American version. Final Destination oh, yeah. 5, so we'll get to him there. And one of my favorite movies, Sex Drive. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly good. Um, <laughs> we also have Gary Boosie as Clayton. Uh, of course, he's one of those actors. Everyone knows him, although I bet Ali doesn't know Gary Busey. No, Ali, do you know Gary Busey? No, I know okay. him from the like the late nineties, early two thousands when he was in. There was this one like baseball movie that he was in that we watched all the time. It was like the family friendly baseball movie. I think it was like the pitcher. So uh, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, I always remember him from. He's that. most famous stuff for lethal weapon point break and we've covered him in predator 2 yeah and then we've got some reoccurring fucking characters with paul <laughs> Shear as andrew ving rames as deputy fallon christopher lloyd as mr goodman and a brand new special 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 appearance by david hasselhoff as david hasselhoff <laughs> budgeted Five million dollars, so a huge drop from the twenty-four million last week. I think it was twenty-four. It was around. This there. was only five million. Five million dollars. That's all. Did Christopher Lloyd do this for free? I think he'll do anything for free. Why? <laughs> Including your guttering. You don't have to say that. Like he's a terrible actor. He's great. What are you talking? No, about? I'm, no it's not. He's not a terrible actor. Well, he's not a he's great not. actor, but he's a fantastic character to have on screen. But sadly, his career. I don't know I don't how think he got. They got all these people in here for that budget. Five million. I know Ving Rhames. There's a moment where he came on screen. It's like he was in Pulp Fiction. Yep. <laughs> and now he's saying things like, "Well, we'll get there." Box office. What did it make, guys? Budget of five million worldwide. It made eight point five million. Oh shit! Which means, if you consider that it's got to be some marketing, this did, movie did not make money. Oh shit! Probably didn't even break even. But biggest surprise to me. Do you all know how much this movie made in America? Hmm. Have a guess. Five million budget made eight point five million. How much did it make in America? I don't know. Four. One Four million sounds about right. One three hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, not great. They must I mean, have been freaking out on their opening weekend in the U.S. It only played maximum in 75 theaters across America, which isn't that much at all. So, like, yeah, you're not going to make big money. But apparently it was very big in Malaysia. That's where it made most of the money. (laughs) Man. So what are we doing? Why are we talking about Piranha 3 Double D? How did it happen? It's only two years after the first film, and the first film made decent enough money. Alexandra Azure, he had plans for it. He wanted the sequel to take place in Thailand, and it was going to feature a much larger Piranha attack than the first one. Which I don't know that how you ending. 
gave away. Don't know how. Does he mean larger as in larger piranha? Well, yeah, good point. Maybe as well that. But he wanted a, a more blood, more craziness in the third act. And it was going to take place during a major festival. For whatever reasons. I mean, there's not much info about this film, to be honest, out there. But it, that didn't happen. So then in the original pitches for this, the film was going to take place about five or ten years after the last film. And it was going to feature fully grown adult piranhas, as was teased at the end of the last film. Because that's definitely where you think this has got to go to, right? Yep. But no. And then October 2010, Dimension Films announced that they had secured John Gallagher <laughs> to direct it. And they were originally going to shoot in January 2011 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but it was far too cold. So they postponed it to March 2011, which is almost exactly what happened with the last film. Mm-hmm. Maybe learn that people need to be in warm water to shoot these movies. And it was during this time, it was only a delay of like a couple of months, but it was during this time that Joel Suisson was then brought in to rewrite the script and produce it over like a two month period, which is explains quite a lot about the tonal yeah. shifts in this movie. Principal photography then began eventually in North Carolina on April 25th, 2011, partly shooting at Jungle Rapids Water Park and Shore Speaks Community Center. They shot there mostly because of tax rebates. And it ended up taking about 33 days to shoot this film. The biggest surprise to me with this movie, because obviously we were watching it, so to, so to be clear, I was in cinemas. I saw this movie in 3D in cinemas when it came out. You guys, this is your first time seeing this movie, right? First time, yeah. Yeah. Not in 3D. (laughs) So, yeah, no, we watched this in 2D, as most people will. The shocker for me was not only remembering that this was in 3D, otherwise, obviously, the three double D pun doesn't work, which is why for most most prints now, it's just called Piranha Double D. Right. Which doesn't quite work either. Well, it only works if you know that there was a Piranha 3D. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What the shocker for me is this was shot in actual 3D. Wow. Very few movies are shot in actual 3D. It's a very expensive, very time-consuming, and very compromising way to shoot your movie. And something that I feel, if you don't know much about the film world, not to get into the minutia of it, because I've never personally shot with 3D, so I'm not speaking from experience. But shooting with 3D, you have to, you, you do, you, it dictates everything you're shooting. Like the way you compose frames, 100% the bokeh. You can't have much depth of shallow depth of field. You have to have a lot of depth of field. Everything's going to look very flat because it's all about those layers in the post um, with how that's going to be working from through the camera that you're shooting with. And it, uh, and this movie had five, was it five million, did I just say? Yeah. Budget. Yeah, five million budget. The last movie was 24 million budget and they post converted it to 3D. This shot with actual 3D cameras. Like honestly, it's it's if you look the list of films that did that, it's very short. That's a shocker. And what's more of a shocker is I don't really do much with it in the film. Like, there's not much goofy 3D stuff happening. It must have just been more about, I guess, depth. My recollections of it in the cinema are nothing. I do not remember the 3D in any way whatsoever in this movie. Whereas I remember the post-conversion in the last one because they do some fun stuff, you know, with, like, stuff coming out of camera. The, obviously, the naked ladies under the water. Like, there's stuff they're doing with the 3D and that that you haven't seen before. With right. this, I don't remember any impression of the 3D whatsoever so you know good way to spend your five million guys <laughs> that's what i'm just i'm seriously just wondering how much they actually paid these bigger named actors because it's like how did you pay them you'd be surprised at how little i mean for, for instance christopher lloyd he was there for maybe three hours no, but even like, like uh <laughs> Ketchner, i mean at this point a fairly big name no and he's in yeah, the majority I don't know of how the much film. he really gets paid what he's rarely Hasselhoff? in the lead role yeah, Hasselhoff's in this for quite a bit. 
He's like, Hasselhoff, Fuck. though, he just enjoys, like, he got a chance to make fun of himself, as, you know, we will yeah, get to. Yeah, but he still um, probably needs the money. I mean, Baywatch well, is over, man. You guys, I mean, are you aware of, like, Hasselhoff's main source of fame for the rest of the world? No. Is it not Baywatch? Is it, no. is it not what? Hasselhoff is a huge rock star. Well, yeah, that's why mm. I assumed he was singing in this. Well, pop star. Right. Yeah. No, so in Germany, he is fucking enormous like absolutely enormous to this day like he sells that doesn't mean his time isn't valuable no but it means he's he's not wanting for money that's where his money comes from his money comes from his music career um which is why they kind of take the piss out of it and this a little bit although he didn't get to write those songs which is weird (laughs) anyway what i didn't mention last week is yes dimension films made these movies and i'm bringing it up this week for two reasons number one because a lot of the people involved with this movie have worked on children of corn hellraiser all of that stuff as we mentioned when we did hellraiser movies there was a point where dimension and some other companies but dimension in particular but doing all of their shoots in romania using the same actors on films using the same sets on films 100 percent using the same crew on films all to save on tax and all to save on just well we're just going to keep these people rolling over they would like, we talked with Hell Worlds, they had to rewrite the script and recast and do everything two weeks before shooting it. Yep. Like they were just in, let's make cheap horror. Let's get these sequels out. We'll just use the same resources for each one. Uh, not caring. So this movie with the budget it had and the cast it has, they put a lot more care and attention into it than the other ones. But there's a little of that bleed over effect um, from what they were doing at that point in the, in the way that they were making horror films. The other reason I think it's of note, which we don't normally like to bring up because I don't like to talk about politics in these films, but this is Dimension Films, which means this is Harvey and Rob, uh, Bob, sorry, Weinstein. And I feel you can taste it in this movie a little bit, <laughs> but we'll get there. Yep. All right. We kick off the movie with some obnoxious music and spring break shots from the previous film. Yep. With, I think, more B-roll of asses. Yeah, there's a lot more shots booty. Then there were boobs in the first one because there's legitimately someone like spraying hoses into the butts of women <laughs> in this one. As you should. Got to keep mean, clean. I guess. <laughs> this turns into TV news about the footage about what happened, which I guess is a fairly effective way just to like if you didn't see the last film or you've forgotten over two years. Hey, remember when there was this really cool ending and everybody died? Tried to Don't show the up. lady's face coming off. Trying to block it up. Yeah, I thought it would for sure show the lady's face coming off, but it did not. Nope. But then they just put take this footage and put fucking scan lines over it. So they're not even like, they're just taking the actual movie from last time, yeah. pretending it's found footage, essentially, like someone was filming it. Basically. Where just yesterday, it seemed the party would go on forever. <laughs> I don't know why that line you really never- bothered me. I was like, that doesn't, wait, no, that doesn't make any sense grammatically incorrect <laughs> you never even see the news reporter's face we just hear her voice no, they just hit vo at the last second like they didn't even get an actor in to shoot them yeah and then there's all this footage of like now the beach is abandoned and properties just look, they look like they've been fucking empty for decades and she says yeah. it's been almost two years <laughs> which is like stock footage of beach ships and things on shores and you know why, Katie? This is because this is shot where you always want to go. I the know. Salt and sea. I had a feeling about that. It's like, <laughs> man, this looks like the Salton Sea, and I want to go there. <laughs> it is. It is the Salton Sea. That's where they shot this stuff. 
one day. Um, and it looks it. One day. Because the Salton Sea have these areas where, yeah, it's been derelict for a long time. Yeah, but those Not places have been empty since like half. the 50s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is. It looks like a post-apocalypse has moved in to yeah. Lake Victoria. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to head underwater. Some CGI bubbles are floating up. This is going to be the first of many, many shots throughout this film of just sort of underwater. We're like, what am I looking for? Nothing. Right. <laughs> just some bubbles. Nothing. We're in Cross Lake, Merkin County, Arizona. There's a fisherman waiting out at nighttime with his buddy. And we're going to see some of those amber eggs from the last film, which I like those. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, which is somehow... I, I, is, I'm confused with how these eggs got to this place. But here they are. Yeah, I was also confused because I saw, you know, as we've heard on this VO from this newswoman who's like, oh, this tragedy happened. No one lives here anymore. Everyone knows that there are piranha in this water, etc. And then you cut to like two guys wading into the water. And it's like, what? But they're not acting as though they're afraid of piranha. But then we see piranha eggs. So I was very confused as to where how far away this was meant to be from. I had the same problem. One of my notes is like, is this, are they going into the water that everybody knows has piranha or are we in a new place? Right. Because it still says it's in Arizona. But I just don't know how far away. Yeah. Because Lake Victoria was in Arizona, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is cross Lake Merkin County. So I guess it's meant to be connected to those underground cabins from the last one, but they just don't explain this stuff properly. Yeah. Right. And I don't know why the eggs would have floated up and are now near the surface. Is it supposed to be that the adults swam here and laid more eggs because the last one ends with adults which again they don't tackle in this film so right other than if you watch the end did you stick through the end credits sally to watch more hasselhoff yes (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) because they show we'll get there i wasn't trying to pay attention i had just looked at my phone and like i didn't feel like standing up to turn it off and then i heard (laughs) the hoff talking more Uh, and was like oh he's still here Apathy. <laughs> yeah, I also, it's like, okay, you got these opening shots with the bubble, the CGI bubble that we're following up. Why don't show a strand of the eggs flowing up then? You know, it's like, that should be your intro then, of these eggs coming up to the surface and then these fishermen walking in. It's very right. strange. It's like they shot it and then didn't put them in. Yeah. And someone got the wrong note and put in a CGI bubble instead. Because <laughs> like, I don't even know what that bubble's doing. It makes no sense. Yeah. I have written down, this section is lit pretty well. Looks slick enough. And my hopes have gone up a bit because this is my memory of this movie from the first time. Was feeling a little icky <laughs> and really not liking it. And in, you know, now we're six years, seven years later or whatever. I'm like, things have, it's only going to feel ickier, surely. Anything that felt <laughs> icky in 2012 surely feels more icky in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, it depends um, on what like what direction the ickiness is coming from. Like if it's coming from, you know, more I mean, of a, some, I mean, like misogynistic, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Then, yeah. So I was, I was like prepared to hate every inch of this movie at the beginning. I'm like, oh, this uh, looks is like that a, a pun? Like it looks all right. Well, every inch of this movie. Every inch of the movie. Thank you. Uh-huh. Every d of it. They find a dead cow in the water. It's a horse, and not a, a cow. Piranha. Oh, uh, is it a horse? It looked like a, he calls her a heifer. I think it's meant just, to be a cow. It looks like, well, at first, my notes for this film are absurd. And <laughs> my, <laughs> I actually, I sent a screenshot of just like my first view to Sean. And he was like, these are hilarious out of context. But one of like when they first showed it, 
It's like, what the hell is that brown blob? I had no idea what it was. And then they go to it underwater and I thought it was supposed to be a horse. Oh, he definitely calls it a heifer. He do, yeah, he does call it, but it, it's not very, it, it doesn't look great. Right. No, <laughs> I have no it idea. Um, it looks fake. It doesn't matter. We, we never gonna... <laughs> come back to them. No, we don't. This piranha swims by though, and I will say it's a better intro for the piranha than the eye opening, as we yeah. got on a lot. And we had a really silly CGI one, even in last week's one. Like this one, it looks kind of cool when it swims by, just functional. Now, before we get to the next bit, I do want to say Ali watched this a bit before me and Katie, and she sent me a little note. <laughs> she was kind of going to watch it, and we were texting, and she said, Goodbye, I got to go. I've started to film. I'm taking notes. And then two minutes later, <laughs> literally, I'm looking at the timestamp. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm back. I just had to write the note. Oh, God, please don't light the fart. Yeah, I was very upset. <laughs> and I couldn't remember the context at all. Oh, I assumed y'all had already seen it by then. No, no we just no. watched it. We watched it just uh, yeah, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, this cow or horse, whatever, it's dead in the water. And we get a very up close shot of its butt as it does. Yes. Well, you get like its belly rumbling. And then they right. show, I don't know if it's like poop or an egg or something coming out of its butt. And then the guy pulls out yeah. matches. And I was like, are you kidding me? Don't. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing that? And it, the whole fucking thing blows up. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Uh, but the two fishermen don't die, which is very bizarre. I felt like that would be the end. Like they just explode. I know, right? Because that's all how they've all ended in the past is a big explosion. So that should have yep. killed all the piranha, right? And I do have to say, Katie, you were laughing a lot. <laughs> I think you were enjoying the explosion. I think I. I mean, I hate toilet humor, and so I didn't appreciate how the explosion happened. But I liked. Like kind of how you said, Al, I was appreciating that it kind of looked slick and it was, I mean, it was pretty funny. So, <laughs> and I made the note of, uh, I don't know if it'd be better to die in a cow gas explosion or eaten by gas baby piranhas. Because it's like, yes. this tiny piranha well, came out of a butt. Loose. Or you can eat the piranha like this guy does. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, all these little piranhas are set loose because apparently they just live inside the cow dead stomach or whatever. They're much smaller than before. These are tiny yeah. little piranhas. Gary Boosie and his friend get got, but Gary just <laughs> explodes out of the water in a definite 3D moment. Yeah. Tiny piranhas all over his face, rips one off, bites its head off, and then spits it towards the camera, and then the title comes in. And we know what kind of a movie we're in for. Yeah. As if well, the title didn't indicate that enough. Because <laughs> it's hinting Within at like this is meant to be seconds. like the Richard Dreyfus moment at the beginning. So it's like, this is how they come back. And so it's kind of, I don't know. To me, I was like, this could be fun because it's going to definitely hinge on the 3D one. But obviously, you know, isn't trying to be serious because I think the 3D one was like it was trying to be a horror film without realizing how misogynistic it was being like not to the level of how Allie and I ended up feeling about it but this one it looks like oh we're just gonna we know that this is all funny yeah I mean they definitely did I mean I watched interviews with Alexander for the last one where he was like no that's what we're trying to do like we want to go back to that stuff we want the blood we want the boobs like they were definitely knew what they were doing but, but yes that's it, the they're problem. definitely it's like also- why do you want to go back to that 
Well, but it's, well, yeah. I mean that that's a subject to think to get into. That side of but it doesn't them, need was, to be celebrated. I don't think unless you're celebrating it, it with both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just I would have been fine with it if it would have even had like one or two. Anyway, I know this isn't the three conversation. We don't need to go back to last week's, but, but I'm just saying it. They definitely knew what they were doing last right. week. What I'm agreeing with you is yes, they were trying to play it serious at the same time. Like they wanted it to be an effective horror movie, right? At the same time as being and a this celebration. This one does not seem like it's going to be fun. a serious horror film. This one is definitely like. Buckle up. We're going to have some yes. fun and it's going to be entertaining. This is like, we are going to be a dumb, yes. stupid movie. And yes. we are owning that straight from the start because, yeah, yeah. we're going to cut from that ridiculous scene to immediately water park intro, music coming in. They're shooting a TV ad for Chet, which is, what's his face? I can't Anchorman. Billy Ketchner. Anchorman, dude. <laughs> yeah. We're just, it did, yeah, so he's opening like this water park. We're definitely on a smaller budget because this is a small set. There's like two pools. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You got like hand painted signs. Like it looks like immediately from the opening, like, oh, this looks slick. This now looks like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> not much money but in this But it kind movie. of adds to what, like how proud he is of it. And then you're like, oh, this is just kind of like a shitty, grimy water park. And then we're even going to find out later he's just like made his own well and he's just pumping this nasty lake water in there. And it's like, this is kind of what, you know, every kid has gone to something similar to this, I think, in the United States and this anyway. Is, this is where my skin starts to crawl <laughs> because like that opening is like, I can deal with that. I'm not a fan of toilet humor at all, but I'm with you, Katie. Like that explosion is pretty funny. It's funny. The biting the head of the piranha is just so ridiculous. I'm like, all right, if you're going to go this ridiculous, I can go with it. Right. As long as I have a character I can get behind. And then we cut to this stuff and it's, yeah, like just tons of naked women everywhere. Chet like selling it. Lots of bad puns to do with wet spots and well, stuff. Well, it's called the Big Wet. And then like their logo yeah. is their like, tag no, line one is like yeah, no, exactly. no one gets you wetter. So, and you yeah. swim for free if you've got double D breasts. Right. Like they have, I don't know if you see, but if you blink and you miss it, they got the pricing. And the most expensive ticket is $25 for kids. Yep. <laughs> And it just, it immediately, again, like between that opening and then this, you know exactly what film that you're watching. Right. And this side of it, I'm not pretending anything. Like I wish that I had more problems with some of the stuff. I have no problems with horror films that were from, you know, old school horror films. I just want to be stupid and gory and have boobs and stuff. I can get to that base level. Yes. As I said last week, I wish there were more penises as well, because I have no problem with objectifying either bodies in film. I don't. Under the right circumstances and in the right framing but with some equality going on. But the problem is when you watch the old films, you appreciate that's from a particular time. Equality wasn't really dealt with in the right ways. Mm -hmm. So you can accept them a bit more for what they are. Watching a 2012 film is like, you could have done something else. And beyond that even, it's like, okay, but then at least make it feel like it just feels grimy. <laughs> like this just like, I think it's because his character, I mean, the way it's shot, the cheapness of the set. Yeah, it, make, it makes my skin crawl. Like there's nothing here that feels aesthetically pleasing. You know? I I get that, but at the same time, I mean, as we're about to get a little like tour of this facility, it's like kind. I even made the note where I'm like, this is, it's just like on this weird line of being like an actually really brilliant concept and being really disgusting and gross. Like if it was actually a nicer facility, and you know, and it had more of like a hotel pool lounge aesthetic, it would be really smart. Like you know, yeah. Kids are more expensive. You have a whole adult area that isn't, I mean, it should be more VIP because kids can just literally like look over the fence, which we'll also see later. But yeah, besides that, and obviously like the underwater cam is unnecessary, but 
if you had this whole the area that was cam, like, you oh, mean? yeah, <laughs> that you you had like stripper lifeguards in the adult pool and stuff, and it was like topless things. It could be really classy if done the right way. Obviously, this is, he is you're not talking the right about man. as a real life concept, right? But he's obviously not the right man to do it. But again, as is the opening, like they're using enough cartoon elements here to make it funny. And I'm not finding this as cringeworthy as I felt in 3D. I agree with that. It doesn't mean that I like it, but I because all the characters are so cartoonish, it's not as bad as the last one where they're taking their characters more seriously. Yeah, I can laugh at this and I can find why or how they're trying to make me laugh here. Whereas in the other one, they were taking it really seriously. And I think that's where my discomfort came from in yeah, the first one. I agree. Like here, completely. this is just like schlocky funny. That's really interesting to me. Because in the last film, what you have is, you know, the nudity is coming from two places. You got the nudity from Spring Break, mm-hmm. which again, they shot a lot of that just at Spring Break. So right. I'm just going with, well, this is just what Spring Break is. So I don't really get to have an opinion on that. I can with the editing, obviously, and how right. much of it they choose to show. But that's just kind of reflecting, yeah, this is what fucking Spring Break's like. I presume Spring Break has more streaking guys. I, I presume like, there are penises. There's no way there aren't naked in men break. in Spring Break. Exactly. Like, so you that's get drunk, missing. you take your clothes off. That's how it goes. And then the rest of the nudity comes from just two girls, basically, who are on, who are, you know, porn stars, basically, you know, who are on this very particular situation where, right. yes, they're going to be naked a lot of the time. And I'm not arguing with what gives people a bad taste in their mouth or not, because that's very subjective and I'm a guy, so it's going to, you know, probably affect me differently. But I find it very interesting because this, for me, makes me just go, oh, <laughs> like immediately from him to the whole concept to, yeah, again, maybe if the character was written a bit better or it was actually funny i feel like it just thinks it's so funny and everything just looks so cheap and nasty and if you go in with it as an actual concept i mean yeah we go to vegas there are pools there where you have optional pools and like all of this stuff and it's definitely more slanted towards the women getting their you know tops off and trying to get people in like that but well i mean no one in this movie spoilers for this movie there's no dudes walking around naked at any point in the adult pool (laughs) You know, there's totally room for a good like penis joke at some point in this film. And there's none of that at all right. at any point. Even at this level, I thought they would and they don't. But later there will be, they will like mock the guys as equally in the jokes and in some of the like more physical humor that comes later. I think it, it's more equal in my opinion. We literally have shots, a I, reoccurring shot of a girl running in slow-mo with the large press that changes to like angelic singing music whenever she's on screen. I get it. For no reason whatsoever. But which again could be really that funny. With like angelic music in the background to make it go, okay, we realize this is ridiculous and it's meant to be funny. Yeah. As opposed to the other one, where there wouldn't have been music and it would have been played seriously and just made her a porn star. But you also, then, like, along with those things, you have, like, the one of the gross, grimy employees, like, fucking the hole in the pool that, like, has water oh, coming out. It. You have the guy who has a piranha on his penis. So, I yeah. agree with Katie that it's, even if we're not seeing everything, I do think they're playing with both genders yeah. and the silliness I'm more not equally it's than great. they were in the last I'm not one. saying no. like, like, this doesn't, this is again... Best. Doesn't make me like like, this movie. It's just more digestible to me than the other one. Yeah, I felt less icky. I mean, we're getting into our end of. I mean, they're they're still not going to be painting women very well. (laughs) Like the women in this are fucking dumb. Yeah, but but so are the dudes. 
Yeah, everybody's dumb. It's so, I mean. Also, so was it mostly the spring break stuff that made you feel icky with the last one? Because it wasn't the lead, the main two girls in the boat. No, I think it was just like all the men were in the last one were either like perfect or predatory. Yeah. And in this one, everyone's an idiot. Like no one is meant to be taken seriously in this one. So I think okay. that is where my discomfort was in the other one is those like women are only here to be objectified in this film. Like, and they were the only ones, like we said, I remember in the last one, like the only ones that we saw, you know, getting ripped in half or yeah, yeah getting their getting faces their face peeled off. off. Or whatever. Yeah, the violence happened. Yeah, and then the men were the ones that were like driving boats through pools of people, and like they were the ones in power all the time in the first one. Like you had Bing Rames with the motor and et cetera. Like always the men. Even if like a lot of those shots are filmed from actual spring break, but as soon one, as soon as cameras are around, everybody acts differently. And two, if they're making a movie, you have to like approach everybody and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we'd like to see happen. So you immediately have filmmaker involvement saying, oh, girls, you guys take your tops off. And the boys, if they do that, react this way. They're immediately getting involved. Whether or not those people are there celebrating spring break on their own, they're going to act differently just because of the cameras and the filmmaker's presence. Right. And again, in editing, they then get to choose which parts they include and how they're going to portray them. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see your point to do with, to do with like, uh, yeah, because I remember now last week, it was, it was that ickiness for you guys of like how the women were treated in the murdering of them, basically. Right. And yeah, not in position. Even though they had the police woman, she wasn't really that effective. And yeah, the violence was mostly focusing on, on the females. With the nudity stuff, I find it very difficult because I don't see the spring break as any different than the nudity we're going to get in this. Only this is going to do it cheaper, not shot as well less effectively edited and just going to be like non-fucking-stop. Right. Like this is just like constant for just every single tiny break. Like, oh, we don't know what to do between scenes. Let's just show boobs. As many boobs as humanly yeah. possible. I and think again, it's I'm the fine characters with looking at boobs, but this it, just makes me feel icky at this level. Well, this is the thing you guys are saying, and I'm not disagreeing with you because like I understand where you're coming from better now, but like my problem with it then is like I wanted last week them to raise the bar more. I was like, I'm glad you're trying to deal with things a little seriously while having fun. Sure. But I want you to deal with everything more seriously then. Like not necessarily make yeah. it a more serious film. Have a fun, stupid film. But like, yeah, bring more interesting women characters in. Let's bring some more of the comedy to do with the men as mm-hmm. well as the women. Like, you know, let's ra- keep raising these bar. Whereas what this film has done, in my opinion, has dropped the bar so low <laughs> for everything that what I'm hearing for you two is then like, well, it's hard for, to be as upset because the bar's on the floor for everybody. Well, so yeah, that's what like, I'm saying is it yeah. doesn't mean I like it. I just less rubbed the wrong way as I was in the last one because they're taking right. their characters more seriously, but I don't think the writing was good enough for me to then also take them seriously because I, I didn't find any of them believable versus in this one. If only one of them was a cartoon, like if only Chet was nasty and the cartoon character that he is, I'd probably feel different. But every single character is just like the animated stereotypical version of whatever they have been written to be rather than the filmmakers thinking they're doing a good job writing them. Which, yeah, for me personally, I hate. This is yeah, my, like, again, one of my biggest problems. I'm not like, saying I, I like this movie. Characters. I'm just saying I don't feel icky in the same way that I did in last week's movie. Okay. No, but that's why I think this is good to talk about because obviously not all females are going to feel the same way. Obviously not all men are going to feel the way I do, but there's definitely a disparity 
on this and i agreed with you guys last time i just had a little bit more leeway but maybe because i am a guy maybe because whatever with this one i've definitely flipped the other way this for me maybe it's because for me i feel like yeah this is portraying men in a way that i makes me feel horrible it makes me feel ashamed because then they're showing me boobs and sure it's hard not to aesthetically enjoy seeing some boobs but not in this context and not the way you're portraying it and not then showing guys being like this like right it's it that makes me feel terrible that chet is like one of our leads and he is he reminds me of what we now think of as weinsteins you know yeah and then you've got this fucking cop who's just like a terrible terrible male and then the only other you've got like this large guy who is just the fucking cartoon character of what they like to think fat people are and he's masturbating and fucking suction which is just like this is the worst for me it just makes me so upset and then you've got the nerdy guy who's not really a nerdy guy because he doesn't look like it. Yeah. I don't even know how he's what he's meant to be nerdy about, but he's apparently the one who's bullied a bit more and he's not sympathetic either. And he's just spent his entire life pining after one girl, which we I'd feel we never really focus on how many men characters are just circling around women. But like, yeah, the characters I'm always meant to identify with in films are always just desperate for one girl. And that's their entire life is waiting around for her to notice that they exist. And I just find, I watch this film and I'm immediately like, okay, all these characters are horrible. Um, The only one who's vaguely not horrible is the lead female, but she's so badly written, so paper thin. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's no character or fun or charm to her at all. So she's like, all right, like there's the girl from Tucker and Dale versus Evil, I guess, but she's so terribly written as a bimbo. It's just like, ugh. So, I mean, for me, it was like, at least in the last film, it's like, I liked seeing Kelly Brook. Like, I thought she was quite a nice person. The, the boy's, like, you know, not great, but he's better than any of the fucking nerd boys here. And, like, there was a couple of strands I could hold on to with the last film. With this, I'm being introduced to a lot of characters very quickly, and I want them all to die. <laughs> like, I just was like, burn them all straight away. Which, speaking um, of, we haven't, in our discussion actually haven't introduced these people we've gotten oh, no, as far sorry, as we're not i feel like film. we got i think i feel like we skipped we already over and wrapped we to the end of the film you guys know how we feel <laughs> go watch the film if you want to <laughs> but things will change as we go through it a little bit but i'm just saying at this point i'm immediately cringing right and feeling icky and remembering just how uncomfortable i felt in a cinema watching this movie in 2012 yeah so Natalie is is Chet's stepdaughter. Correct. Which thank God they don't lean any more into that because from their first like interaction, I'm like, please don't make that creepy as well, because that's how it feels like it's going to. Her mom has died and left Chet and her with this water park that was her fucking mum's dream or something. And Chet unfortunately <laughs> owns fifty one percent of the shares, so he gets to make all the decisions. And Natalie obviously is upset that he's fired yeah like you said the lifeguards and hired strippers for lifeguards who are water certified um <laughs> and he's created allowed this adult to be pool. in the water is what that means <laughs> yep <laughs> they're selling condoms there they got a wet spot there's yeah the adult pool has a cooch cam which by the way doesn't even show anything because there's a ladder in the way so it's yeah. like <laughs> not well thought out well it's um, just meant to capture women climbing up the ladder very exciting yeah <laughs> And it'd be yeah, really so hard for guys. This well, is not hard. It'd be opposite of hard for guys coming out of a pool. Be very flaccid for a guy. Not be flattering. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just the George Costanza line where he's like, "I was in the pool." <laughs> Which seems to be the reoccurring piranha setup now that we've watched all these films. Is someone's opening something in a very Jaws sort of fashion? Yeah. You know, it's got to center around a sort of opening or a holiday or whatever. Chet's opening this to the public, I think the next day or whatever on that weekend. 
And Natalie's all, Nat's all upset, basically. Um, I do want to point yeah, out, you said you were happy they don't lean into that stepfather-daughter relationship. He does have the line, I'm your daddy now, which right. yep. for all of our listeners, I would like you to go listen to the song, Molly Cyrus, M-O-L-L-Y by Stitches. <laughs> Because in that line, he has he says, fuck Billy Ray Cyrus, I'm your daddy now. And that line made me happy because it made me think of this song. And I don't think <laughs> the song was written ironically, which is problematic, but it's still a funny song. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about perspective. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's the line that I mean that made me go, oh, please don't go yeah. there with this <laughs> Yeah, then they're going to keep kind of away. We're going to have a lot fireworks some very cheap gopro cameras we're going to keep doing pop pump music that unfortunately isn't decent licensed pop pump music it's just kind of arbitrary pop pump music and we're going to introduce the two of her friends who of course one's brunette and one's blonde the blonde one's played by tucker and dale versus evil lady who here is playing a blonde bimbo who apparently is, hasn't lost her virginity right. which is but she's wearing her bra as a shirt yeah which, gotta love <laughs> which that. in a film of stuff that we're going to get to this is the least believable thing in this movie. <laughs> There's a lot of not believable stuff. There's one thing that happens in the beginning that I find less believable. <laughs> yeah, are we getting to it? Yes, it'll come up soon. Okay. So she's into this guy who's a, a friend of all of theirs. Um, so they're going to have this sort of weird sort of relationship that we'll go through the movie with. And then there's, yeah, Nat's, like I said, her nerdy friend who's been into her for years and years and years. But Nat used to date this guy who's a cop. He's a total asshole and feels like he walked off of Dawson's Creek or something. Yep. Um, he's a bad cop. We're set up immediately because he's drinking and smoking weed. So this is a cop who breaks the rules. Plus he looks but like- not in a cool How way. is he already a deputy? He cannot be more than like 20 years old. Yeah, he's super young. It's like, what? who are the other cops? And that is just improbably still into him. Yeah. I just- so, so they like she oh. went. I'm, we're getting. I think I'm getting the thing. She went to college. She and went then he to just grad school. Her. He says, yeah, "Yeah, which she's only back for the summer because she's apparently not doing well in grad school. Because you should be getting internships during the summer instead of going back home and working at a water park. I mean, she's a marine biologist, and there's water in a pool. So, <laughs> right. She is a marine biologist, right? But she doesn't that's, know what a piranha looks like." But her right. friend, who's not a marine biologist, does know what a piranha looks right. like. Right. Well, he's read a book. Right. She's very impressed she has by that. Spoilers <laughs> in grad school. She doesn't know he's read a book yet. That's I know, why sorry. she's not attracted to him. Right now, she's him. not into him because she doesn't know he can read. No, because she thinks he's gay. Apparently, <laughs> he can't read, and he's gay. That's why. Yeah. Again, these are the characters I'm meant to be identifying with. <laughs> I don't think so you are meant to be identifying with them. Well, I've got to identify with someone. Otherwise, then what am I doing with my time, Allie? And the only Great one I can question. possibly identify I with is the I believe I raised it guy. before I watched the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cop is just crazy creepy, though. Yeah. Like, the way he's delivering every line is, like, just, oh, makes my skin absolutely crawl. It's just terrifying. Because he does it in that sort of, like, I'm being comforting, but while saying something that's just totally terrible. It's like says, I want to rape you. It's like yeah. those guys that can't speak without there being like a half smirk. Like they cannot talk out of a normal mouth. They always yeah, have to have yeah. like one eye kind of raised and it's just... I'm, I'm really talking down to her. Right. Just constantly. Like you're a little girl and I'm just gonna... Yep. Oh, it's horrible. Anyway, nearby, we've got a Tucker and Dale girl. She's out down at the dock 
in the dark with this guy that she likes and she's like you know what i want to lose my virginity so let's take off all of our clothes and go swimming which is what all virgins say but no funny stuff okay that what she says yeah. no funny and she makes she him turn right around after. let's take all of our clothes and go swimming jumps in the water and goes but no funny stuff i was like talk about sending mixed signals to a man <laughs> It's like what he'd be like uh, uh what do, do you, should i should i get in then because i don't know it's like that great scene in Frasier yes. where that's goes on that date you know the episode of Frasier where he goes on a date <laughs> you remember that one Woo, it's like 104 <laughs> oh, i've got to say though this dirty water sure does look Ugh. tempting so who can blame them for wanting to jump in at night naked uh, she's she strips with modesty keeps her back turned to Turn the camera around. But then the he score, jumps in the right way. in front of her. She gets to look at him naked. Rude. She does. I know, but we don't. Double standards. I know. It's rude. That's what the next sequel would be. Piranha. Three double standards. <laughs> three double standards. <laughs> <laughs> the score is really bad, but really bad. Yeah. Really bad. And again, what did this guy do? He did da, 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 Stigmata. They wrong to. He's done some all right stuff. This is fucking terrible. They have no money. I think in no time. I'm pretty sure he gave people a day to do stuff for this film. Feels um, like it. Meanwhile, there's another friend that they've got who's uh, with yeah, like her other, her brunette friend. They're in the back of a guy's van getting kissy-kissy. Uh, this and is she's the making... part I don't believe at all. Well, where, yeah. they, where they pray beforehand. Yeah. This girl does not give a fuck. She would not yeah. be praying before she has sex to ask for forgiveness. Plus, that's not how contrition works. No, yeah, you ask after. Like, <laughs> you have to ask after. You don't do it before. Because then it's like. You don't like, say sorry first. You do the bad thing and then you say I'm yeah. sorry. To do, it's like, no. It's God, easier not, to ask for forgiveness than permission. Everybody knows that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's not what they do. They do some praying and then she's like, all right, now you can fuck me. And apparently she's actually very kinky. She gets out some handcuffs. The guy, she then like hides the key in her bra. He accidentally hits the handbrake. What I love about this scene is, all right, so their van starts rolling into the water of the lake. Yep. And as normal, no one reacts properly. Instead, they have no. to be, oh, my God, look what's she happening. She just stares Instead at of, him and tells him. Yeah. Instead of immediately being like, oh, let me get the key. Seat. We're bailing right now. Yeah. Or I'm putting the fucking handbrake on. Just something. Well, yeah. no. it was very easy to kick the handbrake out of braking. So, it's like yeah. you could have just leaned up and pushed it back up. Yep. They and don't then, even try, do they, no. to do the handbrake? No. I mean, he can't because he's... Hands yeah, up to a table, and but she could easily. Woman. She doesn't know how a car works. Obviously. Oh right, I no, forgot. Females she, can't drive. Yeah, she can pray and fuck. That's, and that's it. it. We also don't know how to open refrigerators, but we haven't seen that in these movies yet. Which movies? No that? one understands that joke. That was that review when Katie was looking at mini fridges. Oh, and right. someone left a comment saying, "Will my wife be able to open this?" <laughs> oh, it was so good. God, that'll yeah. be the next thing that we won't sell you a fridge that only men can open oh my god <laughs> which is so sexist it goes against sexist stereotypes of women being in the kitchen I'm that's how you, sexist it is it's beyond Alex sex- me sometimes for reading amazon reviews but i tell you what there's some hidden gold in there's there a and novel. usually i have read reviews of women's razors written by men for their wives that their wives obviously in this review did not ask them to write a review but because it's probably their amazon account and their wife bought it and they just want to fucking mansplain everything these guys decided to write a review for their wives it was ridiculous it was hilarious not helpful Uh, at all 
I got thigh rash during sex with my wife. So your razor would. I would blame this razor. We walked around or I was upset because there, her thighs were bumpy and blah, blah, blah. And I don't, it was ridiculous, but yeah. She does not look ready for the outside world. Tell you what. My favorite bit about this scene that we don't even need to be in a piranha movie these two kids are killing themselves like they were they're dying anyway with no piranhas doing anything it's fucking brilliant so this night would have been a tragedy with or without she would have survived maybe if she knew how to swim yeah i don't know if she can actually swim or not but because yeah she just leaves him in the van climbs onto the roof i'm gonna go get help (laughs) and starts yelling help (laughs) now i'm gonna give a compliment quite a big compliment the shots of the piranha that come into this van and throughout at least 50% of this movie, I think are the best piranha we've had for this entire series. And a lot of the reason for that for me is because in the little research that you can do for this movie, because again, not much info, they worked as hard as they can to use models as much as they possibly can. Models and puppets as much as possible. And it looks stupider. Like (laughs) there's bits where they're literally sort of like, you could see they're just flipping the puppet around. Right. (laughs) But it's so much cooler and it's so much more in the vein of what this movie should be. And a big problem I had with last week's movie was Aja being so reliant on um, CGI mm-hmm. for the piranhas. Here, they look cool a lot of the time. Yeah, Not they're the like time. spiky as well. So they look yeah. more malicious, I think. And even if they weren't biting you, it looks like if they swim against you, it would hurt, which yeah. I appreciated. Right. So I like them. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it gave me a bit of hope again. I was like, oh, maybe maybe the horror bits will be cool. What made me really um, sad, though, is the thought that they actually sink this sweet van. It's such a <laughs> cool van. I was like, no, 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 no. I thought you said this sweet man. I was like, uh, what? No, I don't, <laughs> sweet, I don't even remember what he looks everything. like. I'm fine. <laughs> he can die. Please don't hurt this the car. This poor sweet man. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I mean, he barely said anything. He might have been the most relatable character. He had another chance to find out. <laughs> he had to do the like stupid line where she goes, "Oh, we're moving," and he's like, "Yeah, baby, me too." Like, oh, I like, come on, can we not do better about that by now? Come on now. No, no. These writers, honestly, three writers, the worst for me, the worst dialogue out of <laughs> yeah. any of these movies. It's fucking terrible. But I will, yeah, I will say by this point in the movie, I'm like, if they just just improve things by 10 to 20 percent just little things in this movie i would be having a really good time there's like these moments when the piranha are attacking and i'm enjoying it you know and the basic setup like you said katie it's not a terrible setup at all yeah it's just shot so cheaply and written so badly right oh yeah then we get a little bit more 3d he smashes through the window with his severed arm which doesn't look great no 3d and then she's stranded apparently even though they were right next to shore. Yeah, all of a sudden they're very far from shore, even though the van has not sank. No sense. So the van would still be touching ground at this point. I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, Tucker and Dale girl, she's asking the guy she's with if he, if he thinks Ashley's prettier than her. So stupid. <laughs> That's all girls talk about. Right. So dumb. She's like, oh, I'm just really upset. Can we just talk for a minute? Do you think Ashley's prettier than me? Like... <laughs> And his answer is, because this is how stupid guys are, like, no, I'm not into girls with big breasts. And she goes, aww. Aww, that's so nice that's of so you. That's so sweet. <laughs> I, at this point, I wrote, these two dummies deserve each other. <laughs> Meanwhile, our lead character, who's thoughtful, she goes and sits by herself and literally says out loud, welcome back, Natty. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's oh, so dumb. And then a piranha poses for the camera, just for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you just have the shot of a piranha, just sidles up to the camera. Like, oh, hey. Hey. So, 
We about to eat all these people. See you later. <laughs> and then anytime a scene ends, you can feel them in the editing room going, oh, what do we do now? <laughs> what do we cut to? <laughs> More fun music but and girls at in. the pool. <laughs> we got a great shot of a beach ball bouncing off of a breast in slow motion. Yep. Again, I'm laughing. I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> no, but that, like, look, these are this is funny. what I mean. These me. moments could be great yeah. in a different context. It's not working yeah. for me in the context they're in. But yeah, if you have like a good scene and things like dialogue is actually vaguely enjoyable and there's at least a character that I'm caring about and then you cut to a shot like this out of nowhere, it could be really funny. But in the context that they're doing it, like I'm just so, it's just sensory overload of shit. I honestly think like Anchorman guy is so well cast simply because I am not, be, just based on anything you've seen him in, you are not taking him seriously. Like any role that he's in is he's like a douchey, nasty, idiot. like idiot. And you, he's not threatening. Like he's not doing anything that you would actually, you know, putting any women in harm. He's just literally like, oh, if your boobs are really big, you can swim in my nasty, you know, water park for free. And I don't know. Like, so, I, and for some reason, I associate all of these like, montage shots with him because they're all happening at his thing and to me i'm like oh of course this would be something that's happening at a business that he would run so i don't know i'm sure that, that i will say yeah if he was cast with anyone else you would have no goodwill no like this character would be insufferable yeah and instead, I mean, to me, I don't have that affection with him in quite but the same way like because these, I'm not a big he, anchorman he's not in like a you know, in a banana hammock swimsuit, like he's fully dressed the whole time in like true religion jeans and like a bedazzled, nat, like <laughs> douchey shirt. And it's just like the paradigm of what the like that guy is. And I, honestly- so I was going to leave this for later, but I think I'm going to do it now. Like there were a few, I always look at the YouTube interviews with the directors and stuff. The director of this, I've got to say, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> No, I mean, I don't know. I don't like to judge people by through one interview, but he's, in the couple I watched of him, he didn't come across great. <laughs> he's, he didn't come across mean or creepy. He just came across like, yeah, I, I just enjoy making movies. He was, he's hugging his little piranha model while he's doing the interview. And yeah, he didn't seem like he had much inspiration, mm-hmm. vision or intelligence really <laughs> with how he wanted to tackle any of this he was just sort of like and then he wants to cut like which we go into in the end credits of how he's directing <laughs> he's just shouting stuff while they're yeah. shooting which does happen obviously but you can tell he's like yeah it's two seconds of that i'll take a bit of that i'll edit a bit of this like yeah he's doing his job in his head but it's like oh maybe direct them before they shoot and then get good performances out of them because most of the performances in this do feel like Someone shouting at them to do something else <laughs> right. mid-scene. And they like start and be like, okay, go stand over there. And then you're going to scream in five seconds. And then after they scream, they like look to be like, now what? And he's like, okay, yeah. now run that way. And I got a like, new oh, idea. Okay. Yeah, do this. Also, top off. Yeah, obviously. But in one of these interviews, you got David, uh, coaching at Cakesnow, or however we're saying his name, David, and then the lead girl. And they're both being interviewed. And honestly, I encourage everyone to go on YouTube and watch this interview. It's only like two minutes long. And David does this quote in there where the very first thing that the interviewer off camera asks him is like, how do you feel with like basically the amount of objectifying and nudity that's like happening in this film and playing this character who's clearly like a creepy sort of, you know, ledge. And his reply, and this is a quote, and he does it with a little bit 
of irony at the end, but he 100% means it. Like, he really does. Like, he's giving a serious answer for how he processes this stuff because he's a very religious man from what I'm getting anyway from all of the stuff that I read up because I need to check into this guy. He says this, I choose to look at the human form as God's art and you can choose to be creepy or lascivious about it and really the female breast is a symbol of fertility and that's why the male is drawn to it because it reminds you that yes, we must procreate and we must keep the species alive which actually goes in line with the evolution of what's happening in this movie. Wow. <laughs> and then the guy like starts laughing off camera who's interviewing him because he's like, wow, I didn't expect that. Meanwhile, the female actress is looking at him. She's kind of like nodding throughout and then she looks surprised at certain lines. She's like, all right, okay. And then, yeah, David does stop and goes, wait, is this not an art house picture? As if he like, you know, he's not meant to speak seriously <laughs> about it. But that's genuinely like he 100% means it. Like this wow. is how he sees it all. <laughs> Which, yeah. All right, then. And, but but that, I think that feeds into what you're saying. It does make it mildly more palatable because you can tell him as the actor is not being creepy. Right. Or he Whereas is, many but actors, like, his way of creepiness is not... No, I mean him as the actor. Like as right. a character, yes. But yeah. the actor behind the character has a legitimate reason in his head to do with <laughs> fertility and God's art. <laughs> sure. That makes these scenes make sense to him. Whatever helps you, you sleep know? at night. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, so we get more of those. We're also establishing here, which you're like, well, uh, we now know how this movie's going to end because the dorky friend can apparently throw a, a small trident at, to collect litter. <laughs> it's just, why? There are he can read and nowhere. he can throw tridents. There are other people. That's really dangerous. <laughs> like, and we don't even get, there's no like, setup of like... He did javelin at track no. at school or something. There's nothing. It's just like, oh, yeah, he collects litter. And by the way, he's fucking Aquaman with the trident. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't swim. I know. Nobody it's can't. Aquaman who can't swim. I would love to see Aquaman. Who can't <laughs> swim. <laughs> I own all of this ocean. <laughs> and yet. Everything the <laughs> light touches is ours. Then we're establishing, yeah, the large guy we talked about before is using the water drainage hole to masturbate with. And this upsets me more than pretty much anything. Yeah, in this movie. his character is it, ridiculous. And fucking hate it. Really awful. Now, Tucker and Dale Girl. Sorry, we skipped over this a little bit, but she had a piranha go up inside her. <laughs> I forgot how that happened. Well, they're, they're naked. In the water, and, she, and then she oh, thinks right, right, right. he's, he's she doing something to her. At yeah, first, yeah. I thought She's it like, just wait, like nibbled her because she was like immediately assuming that he's like touching her or like. I don't know, maybe he, she thinks he accidentally like pinches her or something because she's like, ow. Yeah, yeah she gets really so She mad. feels something go up inside her vagina. And then she's like, what are you doing? She's like, well, there's only one option. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> but no, it wasn't him. It was a piranha. So that's fine. Um, and then she starts throwing up and then the, the large guy laughs and jumps into the vomit. Oh, yeah, that was nasty. That's gross. I hate but vomit. These are the bits where I'm just like, this is... Whether it's coming from the writing or from the directing, I'm not interested in these. Yeah, honestly, I, I really wish they would have just taken out the the fat guy. Like he didn't serve a purpose at all. Nope. No. And it was he wasn't funny. Like he definitely crossed over the line into just like that disgusting humor that I really hate. So. But that's my problem. This, that's what's sprinkled throughout the film and it makes the whole film then, okay, well, now I judge everything with knowing that this is what you think is funny. Right. And I don't find that remotely funny. So, then I find it hard to find any of it funny. Whereas if it was just like 
pared back and it was a bit more even i'm not a big anchorman fan but like anchorman's not ugly humor it's intelligent you know? at least it's, but it's irreverent you know and it's like then jumping be into a pile of vomit is not i don't know how anyone finds that funny Mm-mm. no there's not and there's just not good writing no. here like you can put as many davids in who can do some natural comedy yeah. you know but you can't convince me it's funny by just shouting at me with this kind of imagery and yeah. storytelling agreed um so yeah, Natalie goes to comfort Tucker and Dale girl. And then we get a scene that I really didn't expect. And I have to say, again, I enjoy these scenes whenever the piranha actually show up. Because this scene, they're just sitting on the pier and suddenly a piranha just jumps out of the water in front of them. It looks really fucking cool. And then they just start eating the pier. Yeah. I just <laughs> love just how like, she's headbutting like, it and it falls apart. <laughs> she's meant yeah. to be having this, you know, like monologue of caring about this other person because it's her she's upset because she's found out that her friend is missing or what have you and then it's like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's the spawning part two because they're like flying at them up through this thing and just yeah have decided they want to eat this girl (laughs) it's really weird i love it this is where i'm having more fun oh yeah for (laughs) sure it's ridiculous and yep the pier splits into two tucker and del girl stays on one of them and technically is on a raft. <laughs> can only Which then that was gets on purpose. more and more ridiculous as the girls like end up one in the water, back on land, both in the water, then on land. Oh, it's like it's so stupid. And it's just like jump. It's only a foot. Oh my god! And we so as the audience are like, yeah, it is. Why is she struggling? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the kind of stupid I can get on board yeah. with. And then they escape. Things are fucking kicked off pretty early. Um, and then one jumps out of the water between her legs and she bashes it to death. And then as Katie says, you would move, but no. Yeah. The director wants she to just stays. keep shooting like, between her legs. what is it? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, just looking down. Especially as it's still breathing, you would yep. certainly move back. <laughs> yeah. She's like, don't touch it as she's, because obviously she's afraid of it. And I'm like, then move your vagina out of the way. Yeah. Like, I would rather someone touch it with their hand than it, you know, react near Mahuha. <laughs> move it <laughs> this is reminding me of what zombievers yes. should have felt like was this exactly <laughs> and then her yeah the dorky guy comes down and they all just stare at the piranha between their legs basically so stupid then we cut to a youtube video of good old duck explaining the piranha and the cop's in on it now and he just starts laughing out of nowhere just starts laughing and then she starts laughing too because oh you're so handsome <laughs> and then well, the guy in the back, it's the like nerdy guy. The normal point where the woman then is smarter than the man and the man's like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're so dumb. Like he just starts laughing at her and she should be annoyed. And instead she's like, I know, right? I don't know what I'm talking about. You're probably right. <laughs> but and look she's at your like, chin. It's so funny. And I noted, and I was the like, there's no way the that this seat. cop cannot not be named Kyle. <laughs> like he has <laughs> oh, to yeah. be named Kyle. <laughs> I just love his explanation because, yeah, the guy in the back seat's like, why are you laughing? He's like, look at us, the cop and the marine biologist. Sounds like a sitcom. What are you talking about? And it's at this point, she's like, I don't know what it is. And then the guy in the back is like, oh, it's a piranha. Yeah. Like, what fucking grad school are you going to? You should stop giving them your money. Well, just Google it. Right. They can find a YouTube fucking video. Yeah. And then the cops tells her that she's still wet and grabs her thigh and she loves it. Take notes, guys. It's how to chat up a beautiful lady. Or just a really dumb one. So the three head to Lake Victoria, but we don't get any post-apocalyptic shots, sadly. But, and Katie exclaimed here, Doc is back, not just on YouTube, 
in the film. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why they didn't take the dead piranha with them to see this man. Absolutely no clue. No clue. Okay. Yeah. I'm presuming it's still between her legs somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Katie, were you excited the dog was back or were you just in incredulity? I think I was just disappointed in him. <laughs> as, a, as an actor. And I'm only going to get more disappointed in the reoccurring characters as we go along. <laughs> we have three reoccurring characters. Yeah. He's proud though. He's proud of his 11 million hits he's got on YouTube. Uh, and then he reveals, just to fuck with everything that they wrote at the beginning with the news report saying it's been nearly two years, he reveals he's been studying this specimen for almost a year. <laughs> so he also has no concept of time passing, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Because we know it's been two years. And then he shows that piranha that he's Maybe got in the he tank. Went back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that, I would like that. <laughs> I might enjoy this film more if I just think he's like, yeah, got his own adventures going at the same time. But yeah, he's got his piranha in the tank and he puts like a little metal shield down and he's showing, he's got a frog on the other side. And what he says here is, look, watch how resourceful the piranha is. I don't think he has a dictionary because resourceful is about using the things <laughs> that you have around right. you to solve a problem. This piranha just uses he's sheer like, force. He's like, I have a head. I can ram it into things. <laughs> Yeah. We've also yeah. just seen that like, they can jump. Right. Yeah. I know, so that's it what can I just jump that's what over. There's no lid on this tank. Right. That's what I thought. I thought was it was going to like try and bash it and then give up and then actually do something jump intelligent. Over. I thought, oh, are they going to show the piranhas are intelligent now? Nope. nope. Not problem solvers, just head bashes. <laughs> yep. And then it's really funny because at one point the you see on the frog side, like all the dents that the piranha is making as it rams into this metal sheet. But on the piranha side, there are no marks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you guys are supposed to, like, continuality. Come on. The least problem that this film has, but yes. yeah. Dorky guy, he saves a frog. And then and she, Nat notices. She's like, oh, he likes amphibians. <laughs> like, I used to have a pet frog. <laughs> but I love this puppet work with the piranha. Like, when you're seeing it, it is just a fucking puppet. Yeah. I think that's great. And Doc is now saying they moved from the underground cabins through rivers and now they can get into man-made pipes and swimming pools and every home is in danger. And This is also just... where we should note that it's discovered that Barry read a book. Yeah. And oh, it's discovered the time that he read a book. Barry has read a book. Oh, yes. And Yeah, Doc, so Doc wrote a book. Now, guys, come on. I know, on. but then did Barry not... actually read it. No, I know, but did you not notice the nod here? To what? And we're going to get it at the end. And this is a nod because I've had it confirmed in the interviews with them. So the doc has written a book about walking fish. Right. This is a nod to our favorite stop motion oh, character from the original nice. Piranha. The, the little walking fish dude. Yeah. And that's what the end of this movie is a nod to. Yeah, but it doesn't look as They're good. They're going to become him. No, these giant things aren't going to become that little guy. You don't evolve backwards into something smaller. The thing was cool. That's what the I appreciate it, but it's like I don't know. Still We've a little waiting, disappointing. And that's why I've been staying know, quiet because I remember this. And wasn't in it. I know. I know, but okay, fine. I've been waiting five weeks with you guys. Like, are we ever going to see this guy again? Because I knew we technically are going to see their version of him in this movie. But that's not the guy. Plus, I didn't really find the like end shot to be that. I thought they could have made it way more ridiculous and better. Oh, absolutely. Like, we'll you can't even minute. really tell it's walking. Spoilers. So, yeah, Nerdy Boy has read this book. And she's like, wait. 
<laughs> while cop guy just if she would have been fuck. sitting on a chair she would have fallen read. out of it i'll tell you what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the look on the cop's face it's just like oh he's like if god only damn it I if only i could read school. but she looked to be clear nat is fucking entertained by everything oh, yeah. she loves everything <laughs> anybody does yeah. other than chet basically yeah it's ridiculous. Anyone says anything and she's like, oh my God, yeah. you're incredible. You could throw <laughs> her off the trail so easily Good as well. Her. You could literally just wear some shiny shoes and she would follow you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a marine biologist who shows nothing. Like, by the way, that never helps anything. In no. Movie. No. Because they're like, oh, look, we'll make her smart. Here's a detail. I mean, she's the only one who doesn't take a top off, basically. So. That's how you know she's the smart one. Yeah. Because, you know, ladies, if you get naked... You're stupid. Yeah. Water park opens tomorrow. They've got to stop the drains tonight. Doc, he's out. That's him. Done. Bye. Come in for a couple of hours. Give me my 10,000. See you later, guys. Now we get a shot of Ashley dead under the water. She's the one who got chompy jumped earlier. Not that um, much For no reason. I think just because they had extra money, apparently, off the Harney's actors and the 3D camera. I don't know. They're like, where should we spend the money? On the water park? No. I really want a shot of the piranha throwing up the key to the handcuffs, which is very similar to the previous film, throwing up Necessary. the penis. Blonde girl, she's all sad. She's staying at the guy's place that she likes, dressed in some like lingerie thing. The conversations and the dialogue and the acting, it's insane. Yeah. Like it's off the. I was a bit so offended by this. Fucking scene. bad. Just oh, her dialogue, absolutely. But yeah, she starts crying and she's like, "Make love to me." I don't want to die a virgin. Well, then she says, you, and then basically in his confusion, he's like, wait, what? Are you sure? And she's like, takes that as, oh, you're upset that you don't know what all you can do. So I'm going to tell you that you can come inside me and then we can do whatever you want. Like you're <laughs> yep. doing him a fucking favor. But, and this is after she's pulled down the sheets and we have a very long shot of probably the most clear camel toe I've ever seen in a, yeah. <laughs> in a mainstream movie. Like it's kind of insane. From the actual actress without a body double. Yeah. yeah. And then says, come inside me and then you can do whatever you want. It's like, who? Did anyone <laughs> check these lines? No. Katie literally threw her hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it made me really bad. I was like, stop it. Just stop. Meanwhile, Nat is getting the most undressed she's going in for this movie. She's stripping down to go for a swim swim at nighttime while she's finding out that her, the guy who's in love with her can't swim. Yeah. And then they do, ooh, top-down shot. Fancy. As she walks into the water. They got, a, they got a drone out for a second. But she goes for a swim with a flashlight, like a fucking maniac in the dark mm-hmm. in a lake that she knows Piranha's just killed her friends in. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why uh, they showed us, is her name Ashley, her body before this, instead of just like having her find it as she's checking the drains or something. Right. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, this is a little puzzle to me. <laughs> That I'm reluctant to solve. <laughs> we get a, as the cop guy finds out that the nerd guy can't swim or is remembering they can't swim. We get a fuck off Kyle here, but I've got to say, it's not as good as the fuck off Wade. No. That we got Halloween. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was Halloween. Because I love how Halloween Kyle's show? like, you let her go out there by herself. And I was like, well, I don't see you stripping down right now to go out <laughs> there as well. Like, you can be upset he, as you want to. At least I will say, he does jump in later when she's being attacked. Yeah. And I was well, like, okay, that's better. <laughs> I know. I was sure, honestly half waiting problem. for him to like have to strip down before going in. And then I was kind of upset that he didn't have to strip down before he went in. It was an emergency. 
I was like, at least this guy works out. You'd think that he would be like, I'm fucking taking my shirt off and I'm getting in this water. But no. Nope. Nope. I think he also yeah, was so she... still excited to use his you're still wet line again on her. Make her laugh. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for him to keep bringing up. So but this, this is a reoccurring problem. Like, okay. So she encounters a piranha. Big surprise. <laughs> She's very shocked. Oh, I didn't know they were down here. And then, yeah, cop boy drags her out of the water. No boy's all sad because he didn't think to do anything. Couldn't really do anything. And then the cop boy's just like, at that point, he's like, just dragged her out of dirty water. Her friends are dead that day. Piranhas just tried to attack her. And then he's like, hey. <laughs> he's on top of her. And they 100% lean in to kiss in front of the nerd guy as we cut away to the guy taking Tucker and Dale Girl's virginity. Yep. There's like a proper lean in to kiss. It's all inappropriate. And this is going to continue to happen. People in just insane circumstances are going to want to start making out. And I will say, while this film, yes, it knows it's stupid. It doesn't know these moments are stupid. No, because they're not yeah. like it thinks that these are actual moments between characters. Yeah. No. Yeah. I just want to reiterate that all the joy that I find of the ridiculousness is at the water park. Because that okay. is the scene where ridiculousness runs rampant. And it knows that. So these scenes... I just, I don't know. These people could die in a fire and I'd be fine. I don't give a shit. Like, did she really close the, the things out there? Like, I don't think she's capable. She wasn't, wasn't no. she just checking to see if they had like broken through already? All she really does is like go up to it and press on the grate. And she's like, yep, all good here. It's not broken. Just, she's a marine biologist. Even Allie. though we just saw she them, they doing. can butt their heads through steel. Right? I know. Yeah, I know. It's like That's what I was like, what are you doing? Because then even, why are you swimming out there? Like, why even bother if you literally just why? saw proof that they can do that? If anything, a marine biologist has cameras that can go underwater <laughs> and you just pull one down and be like, all right, we're good. Or you could go to the water park, dip your feet in and wait for a piranha to show up. Be like, see, they're in the pool. Found it. We should write the next movie yeah, well, is what it seems. <laughs> I'm down. I mean, I think anyone could write a better movie. Then we're going to cut to, um, yeah, these two having sex. And then he's he's taken about 10 seconds before he's about to come and then apparently do whatever he wants afterwards. Um, <laughs> and then she starts feeling funny because, yeah, there's a piranha inside her, which then bites his penis while he's inside her. Then she starts convulsing. He comes out with this fucking piranha in his penis. And I will say, yep, we do see penis, I guess. Well, not real penis, but you know. Better than penis. the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not CGI, CGI penis, yeah. at least. Better to have a puppet penis than a CGI penis. So he decides, what am I going to do? I'm going to cut off my dick. <laughs> not like, you know, maybe stab the piranha right. a little bit to kill it and then go to hospital to have it removed or something. No, just going to cut my entire penis off. <laughs> Because that's what not you the do. entire piece. Like, entire is a loose term. Well, enough that you might as well not have a piece <laughs> anymore. Yeah, this totally this reminded goes- me of that. There's this story I think it came out like two years ago of this guy who's peeing in like an Amazon lake somewhere, and there was this fish that fucking, or it was like a snake or a fish or something that swam up into his penis, and he then like. It attacked him from the inside, and I was like, "This is just like that story, but different." Obviously, <laughs> came. That's a big thing that they tell you when you when you're a boy, yeah, you're a kid, and you go like camping. Where they're always like, "Yeah, things will swim up your." No, but this actually anything. happened to somebody. Well, maybe it didn't, but I read about it. Hard to prove. Which should impress. What's her face? 
You can <laughs> read. <I> read <laughs> this scene, oh, look, here's the thing. This scene goes south so quickly. And on paper, again, I mean, if, if you like this scene, this is very much what you're going to be getting when you're watching the Feast movies. But yeah, going from the sex to just an insane fucking situation, blood everywhere, suddenly a penis is off, there's a piranha on him, she's throwing up, it came out of her, she then wakes up fine. She's totally fine. <laughs> she like wakes up like, Brad, where'd you go? <laughs> I was like, did they give you amnesia? <laughs> walks by his penis. These films fucking love seven penises. That's all yeah. I'm learning. Is they hate men in a certain way, for sure. Yeah, these characters, I mean, for the love of God, she's just walking through all of the blood. We get close-ups of her feet, just like strolling through it, not really caring. Mm-hmm. He's still alive, though, and he's pissed. Because he's like, what the fuck happened? This scene could be fun. Like, it could be. If I wasn't having a bad time, I could almost have a good time. But I, it's already just annoyed me so much. Mm-hmm. It's It's hard for me to, like, Get on board. Cop boy pulls over Chet. He's on a night drive. We're going to get here that Chet's paying off this cop to look the other way because he's yeah doing illegal drilling. I think that's all it is. Really. Yeah, he just drilled a, an illegal well. Oh, and then he's right. like he didn't he couldn't afford to get the the park up to code. So there's things that are not under code. Yeah, like the budget of his park. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dorky guy. He's all chipper. He's just like coming over to Nat. He's like, oh, what a night, huh? <laughs> Best friends died. You were attacked by a piranha. We met a time-traveling maniac. Yeah, they're at the hospital uh, at this point, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this was great because, yeah, all of this shit has happened. Like, your friend cut off his penis. Your other friend had a live animal swim out of her vagina. And the cop asks her, how are you doing? And she goes, I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> And he seems really concerned about that. He's like, you should go home and rest. And I was like, oh, no. of the list of what just happened, she's fine. Everyone wants to talk about stuff and it's like it's a fucking soap opera. Yeah. Like, and like it's all cute. Yeah. Like everyone's just like, oh, isn't this all like, it's like, no, just fucking just react. And then, yeah, Tucker and Dale girl turns up covered in blood talking about Josh cutting off his penis yeah. and said something came out of a vagina. Yeah. And, and then again, we just cut to this terrible underwater B-roll for no reason. Nothing happens. Right. Just like, oh, remember? Underwater. This is where the fish live. But we're not going to show the fish. But they're, they're here somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now we get a little cat. Uh, not a cameo. What do you call it? Homage. I think it's called a disappointment is what it's called. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I love this. If this was the whole movie, then I'm in. No. It's not. Allie. I'm presuming you don't know this, this homage. Nat's taking a bath. Um, oh, this her, one. Her bite- I thought we were cutting yeah, to a different thing. This is fine. No, no. Her bite on her ankle, by the way, is black. Yeah. As if that's going to do that's something. Weird. Doesn't do anything. I thought, oh, is she going to turn into a giant piranha? Ooh, that's how they walk. <laughs> so now we're going to get an homage to a nightmare on Elm Street. The tiny piranha, teeny tiny piranha. And Katie fucking slapped her thighs with laughter when this happened. <laughs> Drops out of the tap and between her it legs. Just wiggles which course, out. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like Ali wasn't aboard for this scene. From the I saw this place. in like the on the play menu, which I texted you about, but you were you probably didn't read it because you were really concerned over the video I had sent. But I had said I just saw a shot of a girl falling asleep in a bathtub with her legs spread. I don't want to start this movie. Oh, <laughs> but I don't think you read enjoyable. that. Y'all were preoccupied. 
So this is, yeah, this is from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, the characters, you know, you're not meant to be sleeping. She goes into a bath. She starts sleeping in the bath. And then Freddy's glove comes out from between her legs in the bathtub and then pulls her underwater. And you get this beautiful imagery because as she gets pulled into the bathtub, she's like in a huge dark ocean basically right. underneath it. And, it. and it's genuinely creepy. It's very iconic imagery. It perfectly like encapsulates horror and sexuality without even showing nudity, which is, you know, an interesting way to do it. And this scene, sure, it's just copying it. So it doesn't have an original idea. Even the shots are copied. But it's just, it's fun. Like those little fucking tiny piranhas popping out. It's fun. She doesn't even it. feel them. Like it's, she, her eyes are literally fluttering because water is splashing in her face <laughs> from these things. But she's still like, I'm so sleepy. I'm still sleeping. Even though I'm not, I should not be sleeping. But this is my problem. It's like, I then write down, fucking love this stuff. If this was a whole movie, then great. And I feel like, well, I must be in some sort of a dream because I haven't been enjoying this movie. But no, she's the one in the dream. So like the bits I'm enjoying the most in this movie isn't Perfect. even really what the movie is. Right. <laughs> it's just in her brain. And then she wakes up. Yeah. And then I noted now, that she's actually in a tank top in the water. She wouldn't even get nude for this scene. <laughs> Like, I don't know if she just had a bad trust level with this camera guy or something where she just didn't trust the editing or team. Or like, Harvey. She had already worked with Michael Bay on Friday the 13th. So yeah, her trust so that's surprising. very low. <laughs> her agent was like, you are not getting your tits out for this. No nip slips. Just every single other girl. Yep. Now, finally, finally, we're introduced to the Hoff <laughs> playing himself. In a nearby motel, he's in very town. very surprised to see him. <laughs> he's got a little keyboard he's traveling I with, which it. I love. He just like plops out weirdly, on the bed, little keyboard. But weirdly, he didn't write these songs. <laughs> the writers did. Like, so don't let him write the song. Or maybe he was like, that costs extra. Yeah, it's possible. Or it probably be a any money in Europe. <laughs> and he's got two ladies with him in bed, because of course. And then they're like, cool, that, shot, that scene's done. What do we do? Oh, fuck. More boob shots in the park, so <laughs> cut to that. Honest to God, like I said it last week, we normally write down any nudity that happens in the films. Can't even begin. No. It's just overwhelming. Again, it's easier to say who didn't get naked, and it's just our lead. Absolutely. It's the only one. And the guys. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I Although I do enjoy, we get a quick flash of a girl who just above her vagina, she has tattooed fine dining. <laughs> Yep. Returning character number two, this the cameraman from last one. film. He still has still sunscreen. Has <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's still conscious of the danger of sunburns. I bet you anything he was like, oh, my character did this last time. This would be a nice Well, he's probably like, this is the only the way they'll recognize me is if I have this again. Well, yeah, because <laughs> as we're about to find out, like, King Rames is still wearing his entire outfit yeah, like he never changed <laughs> neither of these just, characters has changed so we're meant to take it that from the mayhem of the last film bing Raim survived but his legs were eaten by the piranha so he's now in a wheelchair and became best friends with the cameraman <laughs> from the porn shoot and now they hang out and the cameraman i guess is employed i feel by him to be his sort of nurse i don't think he's just a friend it's weird uh, and that he's like been told by his doctors that now's the time therapy doctors by the way that now's the time that you got to like get used to water again so you should go to a water park that's not even in the same area like yeah. it's it's absolutely well insane. and make sure that you go on opening day of said water park so that it can be extra nutty and chaotic yep for you to get your therapy done 
<laughs> like, how do we? Do they not know anybody who has a pool? Even a kiddie pool. <laughs> like, just get a kiddie pool and like start there and work your way it's up. It's ridiculous. And then Chet introduces the Hoff, who comes pounding out of some paper to <laughs> Baywatch music, which must have been also where the, this money went to. <laughs> the five million's gone. I kind of sorry. I'm gonna backtrack to Ving because I'm still really sad about it. I just want to get a shirt made of hi- of a sh- of a shot in- of him in this wheelchair with these metal legs that we're about to find, and then just put over the top. You were in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like that's all. That's all I can think of every time I see his fucking face in these. It's like, what are you doing? What so What are you doing? I bet Tarantino loves this film. By the way, this care. is totally his type of film. So again, this is just weird. You think they would do something a bit bigger, like spring break again or something yeah. just like, or, or, or yeah, like the big party or the festival that Alexandra Azure wanted this one to be. It's so weird having this sort of, it's the opening of a water park with two pools mm-hmm. <laughs> and like just in the middle of nowhere, America with all of this sort of brazen nudity and yet nothing's like, there's no real party atmosphere. Right. Here. <laughs> it's very strange and there's children everywhere. It's bizarre. I mean, Hoff, I would. Though, he's having fun with all the ladies. I would totally come to a water park opening if Hasselhoff was going to be there in person, <laughs> dressed as a lifeguard. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm all over it." There is this maybe my favorite bit in a movie when Nat's sitting there observing the Hoff, and then she suddenly, for no reason, just goes, "Oh yeah," looks around. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, oh, now I'm just going to walk to the back of she just as if like, a voice in my head. <laughs> What's that smell? And you know what the voice was? It wasn't a voice in the head. The voice was the director <laughs> just off camera. Actually, we forgot you have, You don't know about the drill. So now's a good time. If you just get up, that's good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Look to your left. Maybe act like you're smelling interested. something. Yeah, follow the smell. <laughs> Maybe you heard a noise, but we're not going to put it in and sound later. Maybe you heard one, though. <laughs> And follow those instincts around to the back. So then she just gets through this enormous fucking drill that, by the way, you could see from a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) You could hear from anywhere. This park is mayhem because of the sound of this drill. And she just is like, oh, my God, what is this? But she acts like, I knew it. I knew there was going to be something. And I was like, it's been here the whole fucking time. (laughs) Like the fact that you didn't find it is your own fucking fault. Oh, it's fucking so yeah, absolute stupid. insanity. And then she goes to shut it off because that's what women do in these movies. <laughs> they just shut off water, water-related machinery. Yeah. And Chet comes along and he's like, God damn you. I hit so far down. I hit an underwater lake. We get all this free water. You shut the fuck up. Um, and then he turns it back on and all the piranha, of course. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we, we didn't know about this pipe. Now we do. CGI, not great. Now we're nearing the half hour mark. Well, as, as in the end half hour. This is as we know now for piranha repetition. This is when the bedlam's got to begin. Yeah. So even if I'm hating a piranha film, I'm always like, as soon as we hit, we've got half an hour left. I'm like, okay, this is really where it's going to come into its own or it's not. Now for me, and I know you guys may be a little bit different. For me in the last film, came into its own. That last half hour is insanity. <laughs> And it's fucking absolute craziness. This one, I was right, ready, like, okay, you really need to go all out. Mm-hmm. And they do a, night, a sort of nice little lead in. They have some missed opportunities. A kid comes to a mother with a leg that's just like pouring blood, yeah. saying he got bit like by a frog. And she's like, in it. she doesn't give a fuck. Except he calls it a she's piranus, like, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> a piranus bit me. Now, this kid's my favorite yeah. character in the whole he's film. He's Like, he's great. Mom doesn't give a fuck. Go get up. So he goes to the hop instead. Yeah, they're both called David. So good. Stupid and ginger kid is 
the better name. Yeah. Sorry, what do you say? Stupid ginger kid. That's what the Hoff keeps calling him. You know, a stupid ginger moron yeah, no. is what he calls him, which, by the way, it's like, I don't feel any of this is appropriate words to use in 2019. <laughs> no. I'm literally all three, I think. <laughs> like, the Hoff, I think the Hoff seems to like that the kid doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Because this makes him then, okay, now I'm a lifeguard and he likes having that purpose. Yeah. I think. Well, I think it's also that his whole purpose is because everyone knows who he is. And so he's like, oh, I could actually like just be a normal person to the next generation and the kid like yeah you know doesn't seem to even care if he is famous the kid just needs something basic and which is funny i would like to imagine that there's any star that i'm using with inverted commas here from any generation that once they realize that they're completely irrelevant to the new generations gets joy out of that rather than despair and misery so Let's go with this, that the Hoff gets joy out of knowing <laughs> that the new generation has no idea who he is, because <laughs> I'm sure that's how he'd like us to think of him. It's a much healthier yeah. approach than, you know, just yeah. woe is me and misery. Of course, but we're in a creative industry. There's, right. there's, there's no healthy mental approaches going on yeah. here. A woman tells Nat she saw a piranha. Nat's like, I fucking knew it. Everyone get out of the pool. <laughs> and then the cop boy comes along and literally carries her away. Yep. Oh my god! Fucking not laughing now, are you? Out of control, you? woman. Not funny anymore. Oh no boys dressed like a shark. <laughs> Put down alley while I enjoy this. <laughs> These piranhas are weirdly bashful because they're in the pool, and I'm like, oh shit, they're kicking it off quick. But no, they just kind of flirt a little they bit. They like swim back into the drain as soon as she notices yeah. it, as if they can like yeah, hear like her. The- and they're like, oh wait, yep. they know we're here. Go back, retreat. Well, then it's like it does kick off, but it kicks off in this really subtle, like literally on the lazy river yeah. of this park. And this woman is so she's like laying backwards in a like a round pool donut floaty. And so she goes under a bridge, which I thought was a nice scene because she comes out the other side seemingly fine. But then you just see like out of her butt area, there's just blood <laughs> That comes out and she does not react. And a couple of brands. No, she doesn't react and, until they swim and, out. And then she's like, yeah. oh, that hurt. I know. I was like, she's that relaxed, did you, guys. Did you not notice? Were you sleeping in a bathtub as well? And you did not she's, feel things. She's that lazy you? on the lazy river. <laughs> so, yeah. From that point on. Is it, I mean, chaos. this is a pretty good moment. Yeah, it's a pretty good moment, to be fair, that top down shot, even though it doesn't make any sense. The jumping then begins. Yeah. Um, now, here's the problem. The Here's the problem. They're in a pool. Yeah. You just get out of the pool. Yeah. Film is over. Yep. It's not too hard, but here they have to. And they do a fairly good job of disguising that, I guess, because they just like throw the camera around and show mayhem everywhere. Unfortunately, it admits that mayhem is stuff like the fat guy with his penis in the hole again. By the way, during public yeah. time. Yeah. While children around and families. and Maybe this is the adult and- section. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but most annoyingly, they don't even bite his penis. They bite his butt. So then you're like, well, then what was the point? Right. Like, surely it's a terrible joke anyway, but the only joke is the punchline is one of them comes through the pipe and bites his penis. Yeah, but they already That's did That's that. not even what happens. Yeah, exactly. I know, but then don't write that other... Like, what are they doing? It's because apparently the writers can't find anything else that's funny about, which is sad, about a guy other than... Butt or penis? Like you can't find anything that's mildly yeah, interesting. Yeah, but then you don't set up the penis stuff. He doesn't. I don't need, need this guy at all. Like, I, just, I don't want him in this movie. 
also, no offense, but he's pretty large. Yeah. Getting into that butt would have been difficult for the piranha. The penis is out. Is They're exposed. very strong. Yeah. They can go through steel. That's they true. Can so they can go through a go butt. Through. Stupid. <laughs> That's the best face I've ever seen you pull. <laughs> very studious. They can go through a butt. They can. Now. It's a fact. It's in the book. Okay, then Read a book. Riddle me this, Allie. Ow. Riddle me this because I enjoy the shot. I, I don't need to read a book to become a policeman <laughs> date the hottest girl in the area. So, no. All right. I enjoyed the shot, but explain to me then, Ali, how did a piranha get to the top of a tube slide <laughs> to attack a woman while she's on the slide down? <laughs> like, it's on her. She's fighting it off while she's at the top of the fucking slide yeah. coming down it. They can so fly. Sort of the f- they can jump. They can walk. <laughs> They can do it all. <laughs> well, technically, there is, there's water that is flowing down the slide at all times, yeah, right? Yeah, it starts, they have water that's like pumped up and comes yeah. through the top it of swam. the slide. It it swam up. The water's probably Don't. like sucked from the pool to go yeah. up the slide. So it the prana had no choice. choice. The prana didn't want to go up there. <laughs> it's afraid of heights. It was it's sucked not a up there. One. The poor all right, piranha. where we... Yeah, Here's where we get that's why he was holding on to her, because he's like, I'm scared. All right, all he's right. like, ah! He convinced me. <laughs> I don't like heights. <laughs> <laughs> I want off this Stop ride. Stop hitting me. <laughs> well, so put your bra back right. on, lady. <laughs> Inappropriate. Yeah, big boob lady, she's running in slow motion. Ving, he's about to bail. But then, for some reason, there's one specific teenage girl he's determined to save. She's, like, stepped in. No idea why that one. Yeah. Puts, on his, puts on his metal legs, goes into the water, completely immune. <laughs> With, uh, like, leather shoes. Legs. Like, leather right? boots. I know. Yeah. I was like, why do you have shoes? Like, those are nice. Why are you putting those in the water? Yeah. He has not yeah, learned a- his lesson about shooting a shotgun super close to civilians in water. I mean, he was but so he successful what you're saying last is true. time, so... Yeah, I know. Here's what you're saying is true, though, because they know what they're doing here, because they have actual shots on purpose of him killing the people yeah. while he's in a shotgun. Whereas before, it was just more the mayhem of it. This is like, no, we know this is stupid, so we're showing you how stupid it is. And this was after Planet Terror. So yeah. the, the, le- the guns on the legs thing had been done. Right. Angelic music is playing as he's killing the fish, and the people are like, the Hoff, who's <laughs> just been watching all of this doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Not even a reaction. Finally, here's David, young David, calling for his help. And we get a repeated Jaws pull, pull push shot about five times. Yes. To which he's just like, get out of the water. It's not as if the fish are going to follow you home, <laughs> which is true. I mean, yeah. And then, yeah, calls him a little ginger moron. Yeah. At some point, somebody does Baywatch. say, we got to drain it. Home slice. Oh, Lee yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, we're not there we yet. Get, we're about to get there, don't we? No, no, because we've got to get his Baywatch moment first. Oh, where he's right. like, you know what? I'm going to be be the lifeguard. Does his running in slow-mo. I guess it's meant to be funny. Uh, but then stops because he's like, oh, I'm old. I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, we could tell as you're running. Things are moving that were not Ooh, moving yeah. before. Which, I mean, he looks good considering. Oh, yeah. But also, this isn't funny. No. <laughs> he rescues the kid and then stands in the water still as carnage is around him. They do some horrible CGI behind it to like blur it all out and make it look all whatever superhero-y. And then the kid's like, can you put me down? Well, they're still in the water. Right. You'd be like, well, then <laughs> why couldn't you have just joke. gotten out of this water in the first place? Yeah. 
Chet is just observing the mayhem in the most impressive shot we have, I feel. Him and then lots of crazy shit happening in front. So Nat just punches him in the face. And then, yes, says the immortal lion, Katie. Gotta drain it. <laughs> gotta drain gotta the pool. There's finally the pool. a real purpose to draining the pool. Mm-hmm. Is there, though? It finally makes in sense. Depth water who are still getting murdered like those people and the amount of time it take the pool to drain they could just get out of the yeah, pool yeah for sure because <laughs> as we're about to find out draining the pool actually puts people in a more precarious situation yeah. and that you can't then just pull yourself out of the pool because right. the water depth is so you low. are also it being drained whirlpools. <laughs> yeah dorky guy he's sent to go do it and as he's going he admits he's in love with her and she admits she thought he was gay and whatever the fat guy though He's got a fish up his ass. So the nerdy guy pulls it out. And this is where I wrote down this movie. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Chet. Chet's running away, stuffing money into his pockets when he comes across a, a small girl who's giving him... Mila Kunis stare. The, the Emil- <laughs> <laughs> also, all the money in that box is like $1 bills. He I like know. maybe has $24 in that box. And then <laughs> like he keeps putting it in his pockets and it's like, just close the box, dude. Yeah. Close the box, take it with you. <laughs> I think this is, I mean, I think this is Amelia Kunis nod. Yeah, oh, I think it absolutely these is. People, she does these people this. watch the films. She does this at the end. Yeah. My problem is these people watch the films and I think they like them a <laughs> lot. Like, I think they actually think, I mean, look, I enjoy these movies, but I think they actually think they're great. Yeah. <laughs> they're like really putting all these nods in. I guess I appreciate it. But yeah, it might be $25, Ali, but it's enough money that makes it worthwhile to run her over <laughs> as he's leaving this place. Yeah. Uh, this director's killed kids before, by the way, in Feast. So he's into that. He's already a murderer. <laughs> a girl with big breasts. She's still running in slow-mo. The angel music is, is kicking in. Mm-hmm. Chet, however, slices his own head off. He's driving this little go-kart, drives through a flag line, yeah. which apparently is razor sharp, apparently. apparently. Head flies through the air into the adult section. A topless girl catches it. Blood sprays over her boobs and then she motorboats him, his headless yep. corpse. This is when I wrote, fuck this movie. <laughs> See, but I, I hate the I hate the motorboating, but I do then love the like underwater cam shot of his head being eaten by piranhas. <laughs> Cause I was like, I wasn't expecting you guys to use it like that. Like I was legitimately expecting there to be some stupid fucking shot. I don't know. No. Nope. Instead, you got irony. Yeah. Instead, I got a bald man getting his, you know. I wish that they would have eaten an eyeball. That would have been funny. But no motor burning. You know, you didn't enjoy no, that. I thought that was stupid. <laughs> but she's in such a panic. I know. She's got to hold that head. What else would you do boobs. when something gets thrown at you when you're in a panic? Yeah. Covered in blood. Dorky guy makes the pool drain. And the fish begins to get sucked down. But like he makes he it drain makes by it odd drain. science and levers. But oh no, Nat's in the pool. She she starts getting sucked into this cyclone. <laughs> Cop boy, for some reason, just won't help her out of the water. Absolutely no idea why. No. I think he's mad. He he's mad he at her because he's losing the money. He, but he seems to have a sort of panic attack as well, like guilt. But I don't know why the guilt wouldn't make you want to save the person whose hand you're already holding and could easily pull out. Instead, he's like, no, fuck you, Nat. Too many witnesses. So this is the chance. Dort boy can't swim, but he's gonna have to. Gives it a go and then bails. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, nope, fuck this. Can't do it. Can't do Never it. Never mind, I'm scared. 
And then we cut to her. Now this is oh my god, this movie. She's so she's meant to be sucked to the bottom, and her butt is like suck trying to suck her down this drain pipe. But whenever you cut to her down there, they obviously didn't have the budget to actually use things to force her to stay down. So she's literally pushing with her hands the wrong direction than she would in the story to keep herself on the bottom of Just the pole. Just put some like pretend- disc weights in her back pocket or something. Yeah. Like she's wearing jean shorts. And instead she's there like pushing the water up. Her hair is like floating perfectly. I was like her hair would be being sucked down. Like there's nothing I think, of this. But- I think the, genu- the genuine reason is because this actress was scared of, I believe if I remember my notes right, she was scared of uh, swimming, of going underwater and just in water in general. So she had to try and get over it for this movie. So she was probably like, no, you're not fucking weighing me down. Don't worry, I'll push myself. The director was probably like, looks great, looks great. That's stupid. <laughs> shooting something else at the same time. It's so ridiculous. Like she's meant to be trying it. Like you'd be pushing off the bottom to get away, and instead she's literally yeah. like pushing yeah. herself down. Yeah. Anyway, Fran is going to attack her, and this is where we're going to get the payoff. That dorky guy can is Aquaman and throws a trident, spears the piranha. Which, by the way, that piranha hadn't been exactly there, kills her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like heading straight for her. Yeah. He's not the Aquaman and- we want, but he's the Aquaman we deserve. <laughs> Well, the Aquaman, we just we've been just pooped out. The engine gives in, so like that's lucky. And then she floats, presumably dead, to the surface. I wrote down, yay, yay! <laughs> no, he yay. goes back in for her. No, I know, but this is where. So then he did. This is not what happens. She he then uses a breeze block to get yeah. down her and, and rescue her. This film's fucking insane, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that can be great. You know, and at times I do think insanity is good. But. I just like you were saying about the sheriff or deputy guy, like he, why is he acting this way all of a sudden? Nobody knows. Why does Barry able to throw only a trident with accuracy? Nobody knows. Like <laughs> we just don't, they're like characters are just not acting the way that we've even in ridiculous history of this film being told that they would react to things. No, it's just, and it's one thing like you're saying for them to be cartoon characters, but you have to be then cartoon characters that fulfill a purpose and fulfill a you know a, a role that is in some way enjoyable. Oh my god, I just realized it's that just Chet running over the little girl was meant to symbolize the guy in the boat running over all the people. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I would hes- be hesitant with the word symbolize in <laughs> or this film. emulate or whatever you want to say. <laughs> Rip, Rip off. off. <laughs> Try to sadly um, recreate. So yeah, he drags the dorky guy drags her out, and then of course, what? How else are you gonna do? You gotta rescue her with a kiss. So they just start making out, and apparently, that's what brings women back to life. Not CPR in the slightest. No, no. His well, cheeks I- don't even like halfway inflate. No. And then again, I can't tell if they want it to be funny or not because they are clearly going crazy. But then, yeah, they just smile and start making out in a pool of blood with piranhas and body parts all around them. I guess in a different context, again, that could be funny because it's so over the top and stupid, but it's like, it's I don't not. give a fuck. And I feel like the actors think it's a genuine moment, you know? Like, yeah. It's just very mixed messaging. And this is where, yeah, Cowboy decides he'll save a life and be a hero. Well, Jumps it's into because the pool. he sees them making out and he gets upset that he's like, oh, that door is closed. But you never for an instant actually think he cares about what's her face. Like you no. have this feeling of I'm going to use and abuse it while she's here. And then I have a whole litany list of other people other wet girls girls are out there you know so yeah i don't know 
But yeah, he grabs he grabs a skeleton corpse. And this is really what you're realizing, oh, this is the level that you were going for. Right. Like absolute absurdity. It's like, well then just do that. Like go to fucking eleven the entire film. Cause they don't. Meanwhile, the the chubby guy's pouring chlorine down the pipes and then throws a blunt down there to blow up everything which, and the whole water park explodes. You know. I'm not I'm not a chemist, but the blunt would have just gone out and chlorine is not explosive. That I'm aware I mean, of. I don't know. Because otherwise people wouldn't be able to, to smoke in a chlorine I don't pool. Think you'd, yeah, I don't think you'd put chlorine in pools if it was explosive. <laughs> no. You could put gasoline and that would make sense, but it clearly says on the side of this tank, chlorine. So, yeah. Regardless, it's worth it because the Hoff's face when this explosion goes off, it acts like the director didn't tell him. Because <laughs> he's just like, what the what? fuck? What? <laughs> it was some... Who knows reason, the trident is in the air and comes down and spears Cop Boy in the fucking face. Yeah. Which immediately afterwards a pop punk song kicks in singing, it's a good day. <laughs> the Hoff just clambers back into his lifeguard chair. I know, chair. he gets back in the chair. He's like, what are you they doing? They gotta keep Bing working. Rain says. He's like, I got paid till five, Bing. I gotta stay here. <laughs> The line I did actually laugh at, Bing Rame says, I bought a shotgun leg with the money I saved on yeah, socks. Yeah, I laughed at that too. That's the only time I laughed out loud. Or smiled. <laughs> <laughs> or felt the emotion joy for a brief moment. <laughs> so yeah, party's happening. Apparently no one cares about the mayhem <laughs> the dead bodies. Everyone seems happy. She's happy that the guy she's been into this entire movie just got a fucking trident through his face. Their reaction to that, they're both just like, ooh, and then they like get over oh, well, it. <laughs> they're like, that, that looked like it hurt. The whole... The whole movie has to be at that level then. You can't just do it when you want to. It's got to all be at that cartoonish level. Yeah. But then the doc rings up, much like he did in the last one. The last one, he, was, he rang up to say, hey, actually, these were just the babies. Which apparently they weren't because we've never seen any other fish. Here he says, they're evolving and they're learning to walk. And she says, I know. Because she's just seen one for a split second that's starting to come out of the water. In a nod to our favorite amphibian friend. Nah, not a dropper nod, I don't think. I wanted it There's to have just version. like these two like legs and it just being like, eh, yeah, eh, and like learning oh, it to walk. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is the thing. The previous film, Alexander Azure said he actually took most inspiration from gremlins. This is where you could go gremlins yeah. and have like the actual like little noises they make and really feel that puppetry, yeah. you know. But it looks kind of cool, but it's not as cool as it could be. Uh, Kid David is filming it on his phone and it just takes his fucking head off. Hoff notices, says little ginger moron, and we're out. Kind of. Or we're not. I literally, because yeah. I wrote, well, I'm glad that's over. And then the credits started rolling and I got on my phone to ignore what just happened. And then it happened again. And I was like, oh, it's not over. Did you get to the very end? Because, my God, I've never seen a film do what this film does with the same credits. It's insane. I don't think I watched so, the rest of the you didn't credits. Keep watching? Funny. Right. This is what you get in order. You get a mid-credits music video from the Hoff. Uh, well, it's not really music video. I think it's meant to be the intro to a pilot or whatever of him being a TV series called Fish Hunter. Yeah. Where he's now got the trident, which again doesn't even make any fucking sense because I wasn't part of his character. No. He just saw it Have and liked it. He's like, I want one of those. Well, he uses the, the song that he writes in the hotel room, the love hunter, but then he like changes the words and then he's now the, the fish, fish hunter, hunter, which is pretty funny. Because then, yeah, at the end, as you normally do in those like 
the era of sitcoms, like the guy, there's always a, like an action thing that breaks the frame so that they can actually start the show. And he like throws yep. the trident right at the camera. But again, but just his character needs to have been involved with the trident at some point for this to be relevant. I mean, he was just standing, sitting up in his little lifeguard chair and he was probably like, that trident's pretty cool. Yeah, but then I want so try his, it. his show should be about... And I'm David Hasselhoff, yeah. so I can have whatever I want. Well, after that, Ali, what you missed was a lot of B-roll, which was, you know, fairly prevalent in the late noughties or early noughties, and this is way past that era, but where they were showing all of the, yeah, shots that went wrong, funny lines of dialogue, and I use funny very loosely. <laughs> in these, amidst these, we have her in the bathtub, and I don't know where, there's no explanation for it, but there is a shot of her with the giant piranha, the adult piranha, in the bathtub. And that's not in the movie. There's no explanation in the B-roll here, but there you go. So maybe her dream was originally Big Piranha. I don't. Well, know. that Big Piranha was the size of her bathtub, so yeah. I don't know that it would have been yeah. getting it in that eats dream. Adam Scott whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know. Then, as if that was enough, we get B-roll from the fucking TV opener for Fish Hunter that we just saw. So not only are they giving us something new in the end credits, which is fine, but then they're giving us the B-roll to the thing that we just saw that wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, because apparently they weren't convinced they were going to get a DVD or Blu-ray release, they decided to put all the extras here because then we actually get cut scenes from the oh movie. My God. I'm glad I turned it off. It, like Honestly... It's fucking insane. And then we get behind the scenes where we get to watch the director, like we said, just shout instructions. <laughs> He's literally like just sitting in a chair to do stuff. looking at the frame in his lap. And he and so like it shows that last scene with the kid and he's like, OK, you're going to run up with your phone. And the kid's like, OK. And he's like, action. <laughs> so the kid runs up and he like does a thing. He steps over stuff. And then you see him like fall down and then. The mom comes running up and he's like, you're upset. She's like, oh, my God. He's like, again, oh, my God. He's like, now he has to. Now scream. Yeah. He's like, now scream louder. She's like, okay. Yeah. And then it's like. And then he so looks really funny. pleased with himself and goes, cut. Oh my and God. then wanders off smiling. Yeah. He's like. Which, okay. again, you'll be surprised. You know, there are shots where you do in that way. But just something about it. So like, this just explains the whole movie. Yeah. Me. It really does. And then what's even more funny than having the mid-credits music video thing, B-roll, B-roll from the music video thing, cut scenes behind the scenes is you then get to the actual end and there's nothing post-credits. No, there's not actually post-credits. <laughs> there's nothing after the fucking film ends. Just all this shit, all the extras during. Yeah. What a movie. So the film... <sighs> You guys have been enjoying the piranha noises. Did you notice them in this one? No. Not really. Well, this is the only one where I have confirmation oh, of what they used. They used a chihuahua dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Uh, yeah, again, dolphins. I really recommend... Dolphin eagles I only. Uh, I really recommend people go and check out the David interview. <laughs> he gives that. Watch him actually deliver it. And watch Daniel Panabaker's face as he's talking about it. It's fantastic. All right, there you go. That was the movie Prana 3 Double D or just Prana Double D, depending how you like these things. We've talked for way too fucking long on this movie. I can't believe it. <laughs> so 
Let's give up. I give think it's feelings. honestly because we gave our feelings at the beginning. Like yeah. We've kind of already done the wrap yeah, up. Yeah, but it was hard not to. We had to set it up a little bit. Yeah. This is, you know. All right. I think we're all going to be in slightly different places, which is going to be fun. Allie, how do you feel about Piranha's Readable I'll reiterate what I said. I don't like this movie. I'll start with that. But it didn't irk me in the same way that the last movie irked me. <laughs> there are two different types of icky, I feel. And I don't like either of them. So, spoiler alert for the wrap-up episode, these two will be at the bottom of my list. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you remember the 1995 Piranhas movie? <laughs> Honestly, I was like ranking them in my head and I can only remember four of them. So I need to look back at my... That's true. We can just combine those. Yeah, it's absurd. It's over the top. All the characters are insane and very dumb. But one of them can read, so that's good. I'm not pleased with the nod to the walking little dude from the first one i don't think i it went right over my head because it wasn't obvious enough and they didn't have the actual claymation figure in it so failed attempt on their end (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i have to say Okay, well, I'll be interested next week when we can get a little bit more into like, yeah, where you're placing these in the rankings. But Katie. I decided that the double D in this stands for dumb dummies because that is what (laughs) these people are. Um, Are there three of them? What? Piranha 3 double D. So are there three dumb dummies? No, but it doesn't. Ours is not called Piranha 3 double D. It's called Piranha double D. Okay. Yeah. That's what your Blu-ray just said. Piranha DD. So I kind of just wished that because it treated these characters so ludicrously and we weren't meant to care about anybody, I wanted everyone to be dead by the end of this. Like this should have ended with like the victory of the piranhas (laughs) and then they just run rampant because that is the direction that it was going in. And I was like, great, everyone will die and that will bring me satisfaction. But no, they still try to like make it the classic horror film ending where you know the guy gets the girl and etc everyone should have died um and then i also found that there would have been there was such a good joke at the end with the kid filming the fish walking because we've had the discussion with doc talking about how many views his video got and i was like this is the i at first i was like oh they're gonna be so smart because the kid's gonna post it and within this like five minutes he's gonna have more views than doc and because that is how it goes, like this kid can do fuck all and he will all of a sudden be viral, whereas Doc has worked for years and years, et cetera, on his like buildup of 1,674, 1 million. And it's like, I, that's what I wanted the joke to be. Project, projecting anything, Katie? No, that's what we're t- like, that's how it, it, that's the reality of social media I agree. is that person who doesn't do anything. But yeah, they like missed that joke for me. So I was really disappointed in the end for both of those things, but. Yeah, I already stated how I feel about this film, so we can move on. To be clear, though, when we finished last night, you were feeling, I mean, I'm not going to say like you were loving it or anything, but you were a lot more positive. Oh, yeah. Definitely than I expected. I you would, were like, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it was fine. This is what I feel like if you're going to make a movie called Piranha Double D, like this is what I feel is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so theoretically, like on, on the page, the setup, the whole thing, fine. Sounds mm-hmm. fine. 
and like you say for a movie with this kind of title and this kind of pedigree yes you can't it's very hard to make a prana film serious you can't it's not a jaws like you do have to have more fun with it i have no problem with that obviously fun is always going to be subjective once you deal more with the humor stuff and obviously we're all having different reads on how they deal with nudity and what makes us uncomfortable and all that stuff but i was the water park stuff is the stuff i should enjoy the most because yeah that sounds fun and vibrant and you can have a party kind of atmosphere there it's whenever i'm the opposite from katie whenever we're back at the water park i am feeling uncomfortable <laughs> and it's because it looks cheap i know you like part of it's just because it's like not shot well and it looks fucking cheap so it, and there's just like a pervasive ugliness to mm-hmm. it but then yeah it's just the way that all of the nudity is handled it's chet's character like once the hoff is there i get a little bit more enjoyment out of it because the hoff is vaguely enjoyable but only in a yeah we've wheeled in this cameo and we're right. gonna bleed it dry as much as we can so yeah whenever we're away from it the problem is it's like it feels more like a movie but i'm just bored i'm just like oh these characters are fucking terrible the writing is terrible the acting is terrible the directing is terrible there are maybe three scenes that i get any enjoyment out of in this film and it's the the pier scene which i thought was great fun the bath scene which i think is the the highlight of the movie for me and then i guess the sex scene that turns into ridiculous like goes south so so quickly in the right context like you had a good movie around things like that where those scenes can have impact because they go so crazy but the problem is everything in this movie is crazy in sporadic bursts of like inappropriateness and maybe genuinely funniness for you know some people but it's just terrible this is a movie that i think is i think is fucking terrible i really do and it makes me it makes me upset (laughs) and it makes me really upset because yeah it made so little like we said what was it quarter of fucking nothing in america Three hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, three hundred seventy-six thousand. Like, uh, so when are we going to get another one? Because I would enjoy more of these movies. I don't really want the series to end. I've had like a good time. The biggest, well, we'll get that next week. But like, biggest insult for me in a movie like this is being bored. And I guess I was rarely bored in this film. I was just repulsed. Yeah. So it's different. When I didn't feel that really at all last week. Like I can look at the scenes last week and appreciate, yes, this is maybe more negative in messaging because of this, this, and this, but it's all just executed to such a higher level. Like there's a director who can fucking direct and there are actors who can act even if they're not given the best roles. Here, I'm not convinced anyone other than David can really do anything outside of this film. Even though I've seen, I mean, I've seen the Tucker and Dale girl before and she's been great. She's terrible in this. Absolutely. It's just... It's a horrible movie. Yeah, it's bad. It's a really horrible movie. Anyway, there you go. That was Prana, <laughs> Double D. Next week, if you're new to us and you just decided to join us for Prana Films, because that's what you're into, we'll be doing a wrap-up. And in the wrap-up, we actually go through all the films again, uh, but with a little bit more perspective, a little bit briefer, and then we talk about the media surrounding them. I don't know if there's going to be much. I'm going to have to do my research, but I don't think there were many comic books or video <laughs> games or things like that about oh, these. Man. I'll do some digging. And then we'd like to make up some lists, which we'll be going through. We'll obviously place all of the films in order. And sometimes if there's enough to do, or rather if there's not enough to talk about, I will put together a quiz for people as well. I'll see how possible that is for this series. But yeah, and then next week we'll be teasing where we're heading after that. I'll give a tiny teaser at the end of this episode as well, just to keep people hanging in as we go through our beautiful social medias. I'm Mr. Al White on everything. Uh, Instagram. Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation, and probably my gravestone when life is all over. (laughs) 
I mean, your esophagus or your sarcophagus. Your esophagus. Is That's right. I'm getting a sarcophagus. Your esophagus. And all my friends are raping stories around it. <laughs> Allie, where can people in you know be very kind to you? You can be mean to me at fuck you at wearegeeks.com. That would be nice. You can find me on Instagram as Allie Sue, or you can find me on Twitter, and there's a good chance I won't see our interactions. My name there is Hello, I am Holland. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Holland. <laughs> Katie. My dearest Watson on Instagram and then Watson Dearest on Twitter. Yeah, I'm kind of upset that Christina gets asked to be in like videos and shit and I haven't heard a goddamn thing from anybody. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, I know. There's no mention of me and Alex's either. No. <laughs> they were like, I've enjoyed we you on the like podcast, Christina. not me and Alex. We're <laughs> also pretty, okay? It's not just Christina. Just because I'm a man doesn't mean I don't you have any You and Alex are both very pretty men. Podcast. Yeah, I couldn't be in a mm. video. What was I going to say? Equality. Oh, if anything matter. we've learned from the Prana Dude. series, equality. <laughs> Please do go to Weird Geeks on your podcast apps and please do subscribe and rate to us. Honestly, it really helps us out. And if you want to help us out financially, then Ooh. God bless you. Oh. You can head over to your iTunes. You can head to Amazon. You can head to Vudu if you're in places. You can head to Hulu, uh, Xbox, and PlayStation. Or just you can text rent me by, and I'll give you or my just Venmo. stream illegally. You can watch our film Starfish, which is in all those places, and then you can go online and talk about it, tell us you hate it, and drive our numbers down so people will do a podcast like this and shit all over our movie. <laughs> and you can also go on iTunes and buy the sound, the score for us uh, for Starfish. That's available there if you want to help us out. And also my band Ghostlight. We have a single called Racehorse that just came out, and the rest of the album is coming very Woo-hoo. soon. And some other cool stuff is it's coming, so good. including a weird I'm book and you. other music things and fun things. We're talking to our PR friend over the weekend. Um, and we've got a few plans, maybe. We'll see. Depends how lazy river we get with it all. Right. Next week, then, it is wrap-up. And a week after that, just a tiny little tease. I'm not going to say exactly what we're doing, but nothing relevant. Like, nothing. (laughs) There's a lot of things we could be covering that's quite relevant right now. We decided, fuck all that. It's going to be me. It's going to be Katie. And returning for the third time. And every time she does it, she says she's never coming back. Shannon Hollander. She will be back. She's done obviously the Versus AD slasher films, which we destroyed her during. Versus. She's also done (laughs) The Conjuring Universe, which destroyed her even more. Will this one finally break her? She's been doing some training on her own, so she might come back stronger. She has. Don't say what yet. But yes. To prep for this series, she went and watched three films to do basically some stretches. And we're going to be, yeah, back in a couple of weeks doing that. And I'm excited about what it is because it's just an excuse for me to watch some Can of the films Can we do a, like a montage video of Shannon, like in Rocky, where it's like her <laughs> freaking out in slow motion her. to different things? And then like... Well, you're going to get to watch these films with Shannon. So you I should, know, yeah, no, but I mean like video. of her like in training, quote unquote. I just want like her in training, but like I have the tiger playing over the, the top of that. <laughs> instead of running up yeah. steps she's gonna be sitting sitting on a sofa yeah. exactly with a blanket over her head presumably <laughs> yeah god bless her yeah so we'll reveal that properly at the end of next week's episode until then guys thank you for joining me for all the pranas we are out geeks geeks, geeks. i like when i put a question mark in. are geeks. we out are we are the we geeks out? are the dragons back in